Hello? Hello? Is this Sydney Prescott? Who is this? Your boyfriend, Billy. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Wait, here, you take it. Hello? I'm Stu. Fuck. We both did it. Fuck. Hang up. That's screaming in a nutshell. Hate watch, hate watch. Hate watch, hate watch. I hate them all, but I just can't stop. They're such dumb dudes. How did they get away with this? You're listening to Hate Watch, Great Watch. And today, we're talking about Scream. Ah! That was my scream. Uh-huh. Did you like it? Yeah. It was good. The Real Jamie of you. Thank you. <laughs> the, I forgot this when this is... movie starts, okay. the title comes up, Scream, and then there's right. like all that ambient weird noise. It's like the phone ringing and like a siren and like screaming and stabbing <laughs> noises. And I was like, that's really intense for this movie. Then it flashes red. Yeah, yeah. Scream. It's like black. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, like yeah. I think it's like police light kind of. Yeah. <laughs> like scream. I was like, wow, I forgot that was literally how this opens. It's very intense. Hello. <laughs> Hello, I'm Hunter Bush. I'm here with me as always. Allison Ukulis. And we're joined by our special guest. Bill Guinan. Who also happens to be the auteur for our intro music. That's right. We hired Bill. Maybe. Not, no. not maybe. Anyone listening to this, it will have always been the theme. Yes. It's like Ooh. The Shining. Like, you've always been here, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> I texted Bill when we had some free time and I was like, yeah, you want to do record the podcast? He's like, yeah. Like, here's a big long list of movies I have. DVDs, Blu-rays, or like Which whatever. Which I read through yeah, the list. The, yeah. The, the extensive list. That we, like, there's like a two page email. Yeah, it's long. Yeah. It's a two page email. Grows every, almost every day. Multiple columns yeah. on each yeah. page. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have like over 100 It's movies. not double spaced no. either. Yeah. It's a long list. Yeah. yeah. And then Bill was like, hey, no, how about Scream? And I was like, fuck, that's at my mom's house. <laughs> it's not yeah. in the list. We did it's not, not on the list. We did not have Scream. It's a fantastic movie, though. Scream, it's great. Scream it's a wasn't classic. streaming yeah. on any of the services that we currently subscribe to, so we subscribe for the day to Stars. Stars. Thank you, Stars. Thank you, Stars. Fuck uh, them. They yeah, have a fuck. they have a seven day free trial that we're going to exploit mercilessly. That's what we did. We were like, it's it's right there. It's just low hanging fruit, and we took it and we watched Scream, and it was great. And we're gonna talk about it now. So, Bill, what made you bring this to us? It's a fucking classic. It really is. It is it's, a great um, watch. Uh, we ruined it for you, but also it's old If you haven't now. seen it in the past 22 years, then fuck you, too. I said 12. You said 12. It's, it's 22. It's 22 yeah. years, yeah. Well, 1996. Longer. Longer than I thought. Yeah, wow, you're right. I know. Yeah. I can't math. No, but I also... No, math is hard, but... Yeah. Way longer than I thought. We, we've had a few... Yeah, 12 20... years sounded right. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like twelve years ago, I was like, I was like, wow, that was a while ago. Yeah, twenty-two. I was like, fuck. Twenty-two years ago. Twenty-two yeah. years ago. We've also had a few adult beverages, so yeah, which know. we can have because we're we're old enough to remember when Scream came out. <laughs> Dude, this cast is so good. Uh, oh yeah, my god! You think I, Nev Campbell? Nev I Campbell. Had, this is her first big role. Yeah, I, uh, she's I great had that in, in it. Rose McGowan. Okay, yeah. wait, wait. So uh, first off. My general admission, which is that I had not seen this movie before. Well, you've never seen Scream? I, 
told Ever? you. I told you that. I've seen. Oh, I just thought you hadn't seen it in like a long time. No, I had. I've seen clips. I thought you were and... like, oh, I never, I haven't seen it. No. Like in a while. No. Not like never. No. Dude, oh man, oh that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. You liked it, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> it's a super lot. good, right? A lot. Well, that's I really love uh, Cabin in the Woods for the same thing. Where yeah. It's a horror movie about horror movies. It's a horror. Yeah. It's it's very yeah. smart. Yeah. So okay, to give this some context, I grew up. Um, watching very few horror movies because I believed adults yeah. and I believed my grandmother. Uh, she's a very nice woman. And she assured me like, you won't like them. They're scary and gross. And like, you are frequently nauseated by just everyday occurrences. Um, well, you yeah, will not like, are. you will not like horror movies. And I was like, it sounds oh. like your grandmother was saying, Hunter, you're a pussy. That's basically, she's a God-fearing <laughs> woman. She's a very nice Christian. She's a churchgoer. She's a teach, uh, Sunday school. Everyday was... things nauseate you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First off is I watch a lot of movies with you. <laughs> and it's always a little ridiculous, the things that you cannot handle. Because it's never the movies that I assume it's going to be. Me? Yeah. Okay. Notably, there is a independent film that we watched recently. It included an eye gouging scene at the end of it yeah there's some and, eye horror yeah you're talking about and and no this is and it's and it's kind it's of not a, that recent the, no it's the lobster don't, from don't. it's the lobster from a few years I, ago wasn't okay. there eye horror in um hostel or saw one of those movies uh, uh where the chick lost her eye i think it was the first uh, hostel hostel because she jump also, in front of the train at the they, end there's, they did some uh, of that in the remake of did Evil we Dead. just ruin that movie for everyone too hostel this is billion stewart the killers yeah. and the chick so, jumps in front of a train in hostel so, all right like, so if we could ruin any other horror movies that'd be awesome well but so the lobster's not like a horror movie it's just no, it has no. this really intense ending and I, yeah. I thought we might have to leave the theater, basically, when we were watching it. Like, I thought we might have to just bounce. You make it sound like I was like... You look not okay. Oh, I was just like, I was... You, you look not okay. I, I, was, I think I was more upset by gravity. Well, that's the other thing. That's gravity the, uh, gravity so gave we, me a panic attack. We went, well, here's we my question. How, how, how the and fuck yeah, do we do a podcast out. on Scream and start talking about gravity? This, this always happens. <laughs> yeah, this is how, this is how movies Christ. are. Um, yeah, this no, is, gravity gave me a panic attack. She's, it's yeah. pro, well, point well, of view when, is her spinning out through space, well, and I was just like, can't also, breathe, gonna die. When she was about to, when she was choking, yeah. We were in... Front seats to it too, like we were in like, very close. We were in like the second was or third it, row. Did you guys see it in three D? Uh, no. no, we saw it with my mom for like Mother's you Day or her up. birthday. Oh, I, or thought, I thought it was one of the Christmas movies. My mom's birthday is in October. I think it was for her birthday. It might have been late for her birthday, like early November. But yeah, I think we went around Thanksgiving or something for her birthday, and I was just like, she's like, "Oh, I want to see Gravity." I was like, "Yeah." And then, <laughs> yeah, it's like just point of view spinning out into the void of space, and I was like, "Can't breathe, gonna die." Oh God, this is what death is like. Death has come for me. <laughs> I, I think you were it was little, awesome. I think you were a little pale when I, you left the theater, even even though it ended pretty well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh no, you just I looked listen, a little. I liked tweaked. it. I really yeah, liked it. it no, it took I'm not. Me, it took me there. <laughs> I know, but so my point is, like, I can watch like all kinds of like disgusting horror movies yeah, yeah. with you, and you're totally fine. But it's always the things that I do not expect that but, really get to you. So as a child, Child, I was advised you won't like horror movies. As as such, I didn't really watch that many. Every once in a while, whatever would be on TV, like Halloween would be on, you know, Channel 17 or whatever around Halloween. And I'd watch some of it, but like all the good shit <laughs> Certainly is Certainly not around Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> you know. <laughs> this St. Patty's Day. Yeah. Get ready for a Halloween marathon. Day, celebrate <laughs> with Halloween parties. <laughs> Halloween three, Silver time, Shamrock. Yeah. But yeah, and like all the really crazy shit is always added it out. So I was like, these are nothing. I don't really get it. 
So I just lost interest. I didn't have any interest in horror movies. And then when Scream came out, I was in junior high school, and my best friend in junior high school was like, oh, you didn't see Scream? And I was like, no, I don't really care. He's like, oh, you're an idiot. It was great. And then he proceeded to tell me how it was great. Like, all, every time, whenever we hung out. And then it came out on video super fast. Like, they put it out in summer, I believe. And then by Halloween, it was on VHS to rent. And he's like, we're renting it. We're, you're watching it. I was like, all right, I don't care. It's fine. We'll rent it. We'll rent something I actually want to watch that, that I give a shit about. And then I watched Scream, and I was like, that was dope. <laughs> I was like, that was so good. Because he kept pausing it. And being like, so Halloween, that's like that's true. It's Michael May's a guy. And he would explain like all the references to me. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I like that. I like references, I guess. This is cool. Yeah. And then like, you know, he'd pause it and be like, yeah, that's like Freddy Krueger. I'm like, oh, oh, the finger knives. I, yeah, I kind of know through cultural osmosis who that is. He's like, yeah. And then I'm like, yeah. and I watched Scream. I was like, that was great. I was like, fuck. We have this rental for yeah. two more days. I'm going to watch this <laughs> some more. And watched it again. And like, I was like, I think I like horror movies, which was like... My two best friends in junior high were basically like, finally, he is one of us. Uh, and then they were like, okay, cool. I have like a whole bunch of VHS horror that I'm just going to bring over and we're going to watch. And that was that was pretty much the end of my social life. My whole junior high experience was like, okay, cool. It's Friday. School's out. All right. Let's go watch, we're gonna go, let's we're go gonna, watch horror movies. Yeah, we're going to go with you to pick up your brother and sister at the elementary school. We're going to walk them home. We're going to go to our respective homes and do homework, and then we're going to spend from Friday evening, say, 7 o'clock to at some point Sunday morning at my house not sleeping, watching horror movies, eating pizza, and drinking Jolt Cola. That's a throwback so, Jolt. Yeah. yeah man. It had the most caffeine, and therefore, and was the cheapest oh, yeah. per volume, so we would just buy like a two liter of Jolt and order two large uh, pizzas. It's, it's, a, it's like getting a... Um, not sleep. Oh, what the hell was hallucinate. that? Hallucinate. Yeah, we would just watch delicious. horror movies. So I didn't get into horror movies until I met you because I thought that they were too scary because I had seen what I considered to be thrillers and found them to be too intense. So I'm like, I don't even know what horror movies would be like. Right. The thrillers I happened to see were Seven and Silence of the Lambs, which are very scary. And yeah. honestly, they are horror movies. Oh yeah, they're great. I'm, I'm going to put my foot down on that. They are. This is not a bold statement. Yeah, but so those are the two things I saw in high school where I'm like, fuck, man, these are terrifying right I you didn't see like the bone collector no. we're like this is garbage yeah no um, you saw like arguably the two best thrillers yes. ever made yes and we're like wow if all thrillers are like this horror movies must just be just open heart yeah. surgery yeah. or something yeah but you know thrillers are thrilling yeah. the, the horror movies watching um, yeah, and everyone seven. there's a lot of while just, there's oh, crossover and oh, seven when, and Silence of the land if your expectation it. is oh, like I the saw, two best thrillers I saw Jaws. <laughs> Which Jaws, yeah. I mean, is I get I, I would consider it a horror movie. I you know I don't think well, it was marketed and, and, as one. It was marketed as some, like a summer movie. And some horror movie people I consider it a horror, horror movie because wasn't oh, it? Yeah, well, there is murder. There is a monster. There's a. There's gris- a it's a shark. It's not a monster. It's a monster shark. It's both. Yeah. It's a it's a great white shark. It's not a monster. I mean, Michael Myers just a dude. Yeah. <laughs> like. The way you said that. That shark, that shark is the, it's the Michael Myers of the sea. Like, <laughs> you know? Like, that's what it is. That's a bold statement. <laughs> I'm putting my foot down. Yeah, that, look at it the host. what you did on, did you on your last we're, we're summer. Maybe yeah. 15 minutes into the podcast, you both put your foot both down. Put our... So you can't do that anymore. Oh, we can't. We have two feet oh, yeah. per person. Oh, shit. <laughs> I forgot humans have that. <laughs> 
So culturally, Scream is important because horror was kind of on a decline in 1996. It was straight to video, mostly garbage. A lot of, I mean, like, there's always good stuff in there, but it was a lot of yeah, like. Well, can you really think of any horror other horror like what horror movies came out in like fucking 96? Uh, I don't know about 96, but like early 90s had like Wishmaster. Wishmaster's pretty good. It's just Never weird. Seen it. And some of the Children of the Corn sequels, because Children of the Corn started in like the late 80s. Was Children of the Corn the TV movie? Uh, no, the first two were in theaters, and okay. all the successive ones went straight to video. Um, right. But there's some good ones. And like, um, I believe, I think People Under the Stairs might be 1996, and that's great. Um, there's good stuff out there, but like a lot of it was well, I guess really too, cheesy. like after. I mean, after Scream, like how late? Well, that's was, the thing. How, how late was like like Thirteen Ghosts with Matthew Lillard? Oh, Thirteen like, Ghosts was like I want to say 1999. It was only a couple like, years later. Right. So like 2000 you know, maybe. You, you take one of the characters from that, put him in a shitty horror movie. Yeah. But no, I mean, like there was a lot of like it was mostly disposable and overlookable. Scream came out. It didn't cost a lot because they never do. That's the thing about horror movies is they're very cheap to make because almost your entire cast is nobodies. Right. You get, you get of... like one or two faces to draw people in, maybe. That's it. And you kill them all. You know, <laughs> so your cast the, thing, turns the thing, over. thing I noticed too is like when you talk about the no name people, when we're watching it, you know, the TVs now, it makes everything like a soap opera and it just makes like even the production look cheesy and cheap. When it like zooms into him behind the bushes or like the reflection yeah. off the uh, freezer door, it just looks so cheesy on the it new does. TVs compared to like when you watched it back then if you saw it in theaters on like a grainy theater the, screen. The you biggest know. thing for me though was the sound. The sound effects in it were so overmixed. <laughs> like, she... Okay, the opening scene is Drew Barrymore fucking at home making popcorn and she gets a phone call what from a, what a, a guy that sounds like this. What a great marketing thing, too. Just oh, yeah. interject. Like, you put Drew Barrymore on the fucking posters yeah. and she's murdered She is, like, first front and center on those posters. It's an homage to Psycho, where your lead, your blonde lead, no less dies like you know in the right first there. act and then the rest of the movie is like wait what and that was intentional like kevin williamson that wrote this who also wrote dawson's creek which <laughs> interesting i was like right there Did they were right. advertising dawson's creek the year that i saw scream so it was like from the writer of scream and i was like <laughs> is, that, is that how they were pitching dawson's yeah, creek yeah, to yeah. people in 96 like, from like, the writer of from, scream from comes a romantic dooley bop starring a bunch of people you never heard of but look how cute they are look you just want to <laughs> pinch all their cheeks and i was like i do i'm gonna watch it forever and <laughs> Look That's out, what happened. I watched way too much Dawson's Creek. Uh, I watched it after Dawson went to college, and that's just garbage. Anytime I want to say shame on you, and I'm going to say shame on you. I feel shame. Yeah, anytime you're watching a show, the season they first go to college is terrible. The first Buffy goes to college season, bad. The Boy, last season of Veronica Mars, where she's in college, bad. Boy meets world, and they go to college. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. They're all, it's always bad. It's a rough transition, man. Yeah. You got to get them when they're like junior. They got a year to, you know, sort their shit out. A year has passed. They're older. They're wiser. The pubes are in. You didn't tell them about my pubes, did you? <laughs> do we, do we still care about what horror movies came out in 96? Oh, yeah. You got a list? It's too long, but honestly, there were a com- couple of really good ones. Right, did, did, uh, what's the Ben Affleck one with? Phantoms? Yeah. Phantoms Ooh, like Phantoms mother- might be 1996. <laughs> Phantoms like a motherfucker. Uh, Hot trash. <laughs> Hot Trash Phantoms. That's based on a Dean Koontz book. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't see it on here. 
It might be later. It might be 97. Yeah. <laughs> they might um, have edited it for a while. But. It's bad. 96 uh, was. The only reason I watched that was Jane Silent Bob. Yeah, because they reference it. 96 yeah. included The Craft. Craft is great. Mm. The Frighteners. Frighteners is great. Is Frighteners J- is super overlooked. Yeah. Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox directed by uh, Peter Jackson that directed the, the Hobbit movies. Um, From Dusk what Till was... Dawn. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. That's Does that right. have a... That's like Selma Hayek and like... Oh, yeah, um, man. Sexy vampires. Oh, yeah. Vampire yep. motorbikes. It's great. Yep. Thinner, which is nah. Dust Toad on... Was yeah, that a Quentin Tarantino flick? No, it's... Tarantino it's, wrote well, it's, it. Yeah, it's Robert Rodriguez. Rodriguez directed uh, okay. it. Okay. It's really good. It's great because it it's the first half of the movie is a Tarantino movie, and the second half is a Rodriguez movie, and it's awesome. And then after that, they did the whole Grindhouse thing, and yep. that was great too. Yeah, I didn't see the Grindhouse, but I wouldn't oh mind God. revisiting uh, Dust Till Dawn. Dust Till Dawn. That's, 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 that's another. A... So Rose McGowan's in uh, Scream, and then she's also in uh, the Rodriguez Plant Terror of Grindhouse. So, okay, so fun uh, fact about as... that, and some Hollywood bullshit is. Uh, Rose oh, McGowan yeah. was blacklisted in Hollywood because she spoke out ab- about getting, like, casting couched. Being like, oh, yeah, you want to be in my movie? Like, you should fuck me. And she was like, I'm not going to do that. So she was mostly blacklisted in Hollywood, and Robert Rodriguez said, fuck that, I'll make whatever movie I goddamn well want to make. And he was like, you're going to be my star. And they made fucking, you know, their half a grindhouse called Planet Terror. And it's it's great. It's super pulpy bullshit, and it's crazy, and she has a gun for a leg. It's, it's awesome. It yeah. starts out with her being a go-go dancer, and she's kind of hating her life. And then yeah. she really comes into her own when she gets that gun leg, which is phenomenal. Yeah, it's so crazy. <laughs> it's like a super fun, weird... Zombie uh, flick. Yeah, 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 but also it's like a, specifically giving her a gun leg is very genre-y, and oh, like, yeah. it's like Ash with a chainsaw hand. Like, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It's super cool. Yeah. Um, and she's great at it. She's great in this. Yes. She's really good in this. Yeah. Plays Tatum. I, I forgot her name. That's Tatum. Oh, yeah. What else? 96. Quick. Bordello of Blood. Oh, that's a, that's fun. I'm Dr. Moreau. Ooh, I don't know. Bad. Lawnmower Man. Sometimes they come back. It's not great. Feeders. Ba, ba, ba. Oh, Hellraiser. Bloodline. That's yeah, like the that's third one. The I don't fourth know. one. No, fourth one. That's not that great. One of the Children of the Corns. Four, the fourth one. Tremors 2. Carnosaur 3. A lot of sequels. This is where horror was. For the most part. I mean, like you said earlier, The Craft came out and Frighteners came out, and those are all awesome. So, not totally devoid but of this quality, is the movie, but yeah. This, this blew the doors off fucking, yeah. you know, everybody, and they were like, oh, horror's profitable and cool again. It's cool again. It's a hot commodity. So now, this is why shit like I Know You Did Last Summer exists, which is fine. I don't dislike it, but like it would probably not have gotten made without Scream. To the point that they that were was, like, that oh, was... we'll do the same thing and we'll cast like... Yeah, a, you, you know, know, that's like, Scream is raw. I know you did last summer, Smackdown. <laughs> yeah, that's a good... Except for maybe not right now. Yeah, but If you like, watch wrestling, you know how it is, but... But Jennifer Love Hewitt's boobs are definitely Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> it's the reason you tune in. <laughs> 17 or something? I was yeah, like, absolutely. I was like, those are the biggest breasts I've ever seen on someone. It's the same reason age. where, like, you watch... I think she's the lead in Can't Hardly Wait. Yo, Can't Hardly Wait's great. So let's really talk about Scream. Sure. I did mention that it has the super intense title, which I totally forgot about and was like, ooh, ooh. Oh, oh my. I clutched it's, my pearls yeah. a little bit. I, I actually forgot about that when I rewatched it as well. That crazy, like, title of just, like, screaming and phone dialing and alarms or sirens. Cacophony. Yeah, yeah it, it grabs your attention, you know, raises your heart rate a little bit, and then it dives into what starts off as a very 
calm scene. It's such a perfectly written and perfectly executed like opening scene to a horror movie. Like it's been and will continue to be infinitely ripped off for like ever. It's iconic. It's yeah, really well paced. It's not that long. It's way shorter than I remembered it being from when I used to watch it. It's a lot. the pacing, like you said. It's it's, it's <gasps> yeah. very well paced. His voice yeah. gets more threatening as it goes along. Yeah, it kind of starts, and he's just like, it's like you're getting a call from Casey Kasem. He's like. Uh, hello there. Uh, and she's like, uh, who's this? Oh, it's just me. I thought she's just like, are you asking me out for a date? Dude, like some, some random fuck just called you and you're yeah. going to just flirt with them on the, like, is that what like girls did in 1996 when they're high school? Like some creep call and they're just like, before, I guess we're going to flirt now. Yeah. Like, well, it was like, before doing it on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. So you, all you before had, street all harassment was, was so uh, <laughs> prevalent. Are you asking me to date? Uh, I do want to point out there's a million doors in this house and fucking not one of them is locked. No, there's no excuse. Like, it's in the middle of nowhere. Like, how many... Do- you have so many well, doors. You know what? That's the thing. It's in the middle of nowhere. Kind of. I noted that, too. And then also, she's going around and locking them. But then when he finally gets into the house, she goes out another unlocked door that she did not lock. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, I noticed that as well. But I will I give actually, it the- I didn't pick that up. Yeah. Yeah, when she has the phone and she gets she finally locks, gets the butcher like, knife. She three doors. And she's and backing he, out. Yeah. She just fucking opens the door, no problem. Because it wasn't locked, just like all the other doors. Well, but, like, but there was a lot of doors. That's the thing. is like every. Door. It wasn't like she went around and locked them all at once. She was like, mm, I'm creeped out. Lock this one. Lock that one. Then she was like, all right, back on the phone, yeah. chatting, bullshit, whatever. Lock and a door. Lock a door. Lock check door. the popcorn. Lock right. a door. Check was it, the pop- wasn't it as soon as she was just like, uh, am I at the front door or the back door? She's like, Ratchet maybe maybe up. I should lock all of my doors now. So her name's Casey. Yes? Yes. She gets a phone call from a voice on the other end. <laughs> Who happens to be named Casey. <laughs> yeah. Is your name Casey? Wow, what a coincidence. Mm-hmm. My name's Casey, too. <laughs> also, the IMDb says apparently the use of color ID increased threefold after this movie. Oh, definitely. I, I bet that's true. That, it, that it might have, it might have, My yeah. mom was real like... It might have just been the increased availability of that technology, and... or it might have been people going, holy fuck. So we got Drew Barrymore, and she's, <laughs> making, herself, she's making herself some popcorn, and she's yeah. going to watch a scary movie. Never says which one. flirting on a phone. They do a little trivia, and I do want to mention for anybody that doesn't know this, when they make the comment, um, Nightmare on Elm Street, oh, the first one was scary, but the rest sucked. That's because only the first one was directed by Wes Craven, who directed Scream. So that was a good uh, little... Uh... Jab. I, I you know, elbow I, jab. I, I didn't get that because I was just like, wait, there are still good nightmares after that. Yeah. The third one, Dream Warriors, is dope. A, it has an amazing theme song. Wait, is that the one where, where the uh, kid play, uh, yeah, Freddy plays the marionette? With uh, his veins? Yeah. Yes. That I hate is, that. That is sick. <laughs> yeah. It's super gross. So my like oh. two big things are eye things and vein things. That's just awful then for you. Yeah. Oh, it's super bad. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's awesome. And then Dokken comes on and goes, We're the Dream Warriors! And I'm like, yeah, we are. <laughs> it's awesome. It's, it's a really good one. Yeah, that was great. It's a fun series. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's up and down, but it's it's a lot of it fun. Um, I don't know if this is true. Maybe it's like a different edit or whatever. When they cut to the killer, Ghostface, his name is, not to be confused with the rapper, Ghostface, although how good would it be if it was Ghostface? But, so, Ghostface is like, turn... 
turn on the port on the patio light, and then her boyfriend Steve is tied up out there, duct taped and all that shit. And then he goes turn the light off, and then he asks her some trivia, and she gets one wrong, so he's like, "That's great." There's a bonus round, so you won't be killed. But unfortunately, Steve is done, and he guts Steve. And when she turns the light on, I distinctly remember seeing Steve's like kidney drop out, and I was like, "Oh fuck, that's so gnarly!" Like I was like, "Man, that's horrible." I love it. Can we watch more? I was super in. And then, you know, I watched this one. I was like, well, what version will it be? Because I've asked people, and they've said, yeah, I think I remember that. So, Tonight, it didn't have that. It just had guts. I, so that might be true, because if you will remember when we did the Iger sanction uh, a few yeah, episodes ago with out. our friend Will, they don't yell the dog's name in the desert, and all three of us remember that yeah. happening. That could very well be... Yeah. There uh, might be a cut. What occurred. And I mean, also, apparently this had a really hard time getting uh, an R rating, because it was too gory. Really? They wanted to give it NC-17? Yeah. I think they had to do something like nine submissions or something. Well, I guess, like, I mean, a... Drew Barrymore's, like, intestines are just, like, hanging out of her and chest. Steaming. Well, and steaming. Yeah. S- and Steve... They're steaming on the ground, which is fucking awesome. When his organs didn't, didn't fall out, I was like, I'm well, still, but, but here's still the not thing, 100% though, here's, sure. Here's the thing about Steve's it. death, too, is what, yeah. what surprised me was the fact that it seems like she turns the lights off. She gets the question wrong where yeah. Steve dies. And she's like, no. And, like, you hear, like, the... Oh, yeah, you yeah, and then the she ADR turned, is but so then she loud. she turns the light on. He's oh, fucking cut. This killer oh, had yeah. to cut this motherfucker open like really quickly, and then just like, all right, cuts out. You're talking about three seconds, and, yeah. and but, okay. So I want to so, this dude. Every every one of his fucking guts are like on <laughs> the so, every single gut he has. Every fucking so, gut this man had. We talked was on about a fucking patio. <laughs> we talked about pacing this movie, and yeah, I think he moves a little too quickly in a lot of those scenes, but it's to kind of keep the pace going. As uh, I think I also, what happened with that. But maybe since there's two killers, maybe... What, they fucking tag-teamed it? Definitely. No. Well, so only I, Billy was there. Here's, you think it was only Billy at the, at the house that night? So Yeah, because because wh- he, he runs over to, to Nev Campbell's house after he probably fucking butchers that chick. I just yeah. think they were both there. Yeah, what if they maybe. were both there, and then also, what if they had already killed him while she was answering the question? Well, you hear him yell. I, I would have said yes, but you hear him go like, no! Yeah, oh. it, but I think maybe okay. one of them undid the shirt, just bare Steve Abs, and then so then he can just like no, c- c- was... cut him open. Both killers might have been there that night. Who knows? That's, that's it's an interesting question to think. Like every time one of these murders happened, was it Billy? Was it Stu? Or was it both of them acting? The movie The Whole Entire Time gives the impression that's just one, one of killer. them. One killer, yeah. It's the big reveal. Well, what I mean, two. Not that there's one killer, but every time you see one of the killers, you end up seeing one of the two characters like right afterwards. The big fallacy is that, oh, well, such and such, like, he can't be the killer because we saw the killer and then we saw him and there's no way he could have changed in that amount of time. But it's like, well, it's because it was Stu that time. And Billy was just like directing. And maybe uh, it was always Stu. Maybe Stu did all the legwork because Stu's definitely... He's definitely like the grunt in that yeah. operation yeah. yeah billy's the idea man yep billy's definitely like the head honcho and, and Stu is following orders so maybe like all those murders technically are Stu, except for Stu's. <laughs> <laughs> billy trying, definitely I'm... killed Stu. we saw it happen <laughs> drew barrymore's great in the opening scene she's phenomenal it's, oh, a, yeah. it's like she hadn't really done a whole lot up one until real that quick point. thing i did notice yeah was that as soon as you meet drew barrymore she has a very deep dark red lipstick three cutscenes later it's gone I was watching. I'm just like, I, I don't know why. That's a good, yeah, I didn't know. I'm that. prepping for the podcast. I'm just like, am I really focusing on fucking lipstick right now? Like, <laughs> this is this is my focus to bring up during the podcast. I didn't take notes. I, you know, I yeah. told Hunter, I was just like, give me something to take notes with. I brought my own pen and I fucking. You titled I, I, it. 
I, I wrote Great Watch, Hate Watch, GW. Other way around, H- but yeah, yes. whatever. You wrote it right. HWGW uh, Scream, wrote, and then wrote zero wrote things. Absolutely <laughs> fucking nothing. I've seen this movie like a ton, like close to 50 times probably in my life. And still, when Drew Barrymore gets out of the house and she starts to make a break for it and she sees her parents and you think maybe she'll be safe. Mm-hmm. And he stabs her. She gets down the ground. He goes to stab her again. She knocks the knife out of his hand and he like punches her in the throat and then starts choking her and she like kicks him off her. And she gets up and starts like stumbling away, bleeding copiously. And she tries to yell and she just goes like, Mom. it still gave me chills. Yeah. Like, it's it's such a nightmare, yeah. like, feeling. And I was just like, well, oh, like, and- oh, everything in me. I was like, oh, no. She's <laughs> so goddamn good in it. And also the whole thing of, like, her mother hearing her on the phone yeah, and stuff. Which is, which oh, is horrible. And she's just like, where is she? Yeah. The guy's like, you get to safety. Get out of here. I will it's handle this. And she father, goes outside yeah. and immediately sees her daughter dead in a tree. Yeah. And her mom has a great scream, too. Yeah. That, like, yeah. that scream when she sees... Yeah, uh, I was going to say... There's such a, a good scream. That's so, the two things you mentioned was, like, her hearing her daughter being drugged. Yeah. She's like, I, I, I hear her. Oh. And just like, and you know, You're what's just talking ha- about it now. I'm like, oh, it gives, it gives me goosebumps. You, you, yeah, the genius behind that is just like you hear it and you see the the arm being drugged, but yeah. like just having the full context, just like you said, gives you chills. We're just yeah. like, damn, she's on the phone. Yeah, well, yeah, that it's, whole sequence, it's all psychological. You, 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 again, yeah, it's such a good psychological yeah. fuck with yeah. you because like mom has no idea, but you know, yeah, she just got fucking slaughtered. And yeah, we're rewatching the movie. Is. We know she's about to be fucking gutted like a fish and yeah. hung from a fucking tree. Yeah, mom doesn't and... know that she's like <clears throat> twenty feet away. Like she's uh, uh, yeah, that's the other thing uh, too because. Because, like oh, you said, man. when she couldn't scream, because the fucking throat. Great opening scene. That opening so, scene is so well directed, too. Did they do, real... Didn't they do it in, like, one day or something? I thought. I, I think thought... so, yeah. Possibly. Uh, I but think there's, like... there's, like, real subtle fish eye. Just the very beginning, when it's just her, like, making popcorn and stuff. Where if you look at the edges of the screen, it's, like, a little distorted. Mm-hmm. But it's not crazy. It's just to make sure that, subconsciously, you're just paying attention to her. You're not looking at, like, her surroundings and stuff. Because they're kind of slightly out of focus and kind of warped. So you just like, you just pay attention to her. And it's a really subtle, like, weird little thing. There's so many weird off-kilter angles and stuff to it that yeah. are great. That scene where she's being being drugged through the grass by the killer. Yeah, like, I noticed she, that she crosses the, the screen at a 45-degree angle. It's, like, really unusual and interesting. Oh, it's so good. I noticed that about it with uh, a lot of those off-kiltered shots, yeah. the angles. Yeah. It's really heavy in the opening scene. They do it, like, here and there throughout the rest. But a lot of the rest of the movie is, you know, medium shot, you know, long shot, like, close-ups. But nothing, no real flashy stuff a lot of the flashy shots are reveal shots so like when um sydney sees tatum's body in the doggy door hanging from the yeah. you know, thing that's like a 45 degree angle like up shot where she's like it's a crazy like you know cocked angle right because it's like a big it's supposed to like it throws you off but yeah a lot of the rest of the movie is fairly straightforward it's, it's really cool it's really really cool and really well directed and, and Wes craven was great at that and because he makes everything else seem totally normal, even though realistically, you step away from this movie, no one behaves normally. Like you were talking <laughs> about while we were watching it, you're like, how come everybody's so cool with like a serial killer being around? Why are they at school? Yeah. Like, why are they going why back they, to school? Yeah. Why, why, did, why are they at school and also fucking why did around the like funds that? have to make a, oh, there's going to be a curfew. School shouldn't have even started that day. <laughs> My next note is that Sydney is such a fucking teenager. Yeah. Like her boyfriend sneaks in. 
to get a glimpse of her in her fucking nighty. And her dad's like, I thought I heard screaming because your boyfriend startled you coming in the window. And she's like, could you knock? <laughs> and he did knock, by the way. I sort of point out, dad was like, knock, 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 opens the door. And she's like, could yeah. you fucking knock? Well, Seriously. So, well, so the other thing, too, is they do a lot of, like, decently hidden exposition. But, like, with this, it was... Yeah, I think the exposition yeah. of this is really good. But like, yeah. the heaviest is dad being like, well, I'll be out of town for the next three days and I will be at this hotel and you can reach me there goodbye, daughter. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will be there until Sunday and there is money for pizza and goodbye. There is money for pizza. Do not have sex with your boyfriend. I am not the killer. Goodbye. <laughs> like, it's pretty exposition-y, but in a fun way. Yeah. Like, whether it is or it's just a byproduct of the genre, it seems like it's, like, elbowing yeah. all those heavy-handed expositions in other movies where they're like, right. well, you know, no, he said he was going away until well, this day and blah, blah, blah. And, and you're like, why would you tell her that? You know, like, this is like naturalist, but it seems like too much information. There's a trope called, as you know. And that's what it is. It's like, he's definitely told his daughter, but he has to say it one more time while the cameras are right, rolling. Right, so while know. we're all watching. Yeah. Yeah. That's the fun and easy thing about meta is, the, is yeah, yeah, that yeah. like sometimes you can totally use those like heavy-handed tropes to further <laughs> your genre film. Yeah, yeah. But because you can, you're also you can, making fun of genre films, so it, yeah. you might be making you fun can. of it. Speaking of making fucking familial uh, declarations, if I ever have a child who wants to date anyone that looks like Billy, absolutely not. <laughs> he looks like syphilis. Oh, he's so... That hair? Oh, 1996. What did you do? Uh, yeah, that was a very 90s haircut he had. Speaking of 90s, Rose McGowan's whole outfit situation was very Spice Girls. Yeah, well, what's funny is Rose McGowan, most of her outfits, the only one I remember off the top of my head was the skirt and top that she gets killed yeah. in. Because it's like iconic, kind of. Like, that's her death scene and whatever. Right. Also, the skirt is like a fucking trippy 60s look oh, at my yeah. asshole. <laughs> like, it's a, <laughs> it's a vortex that is positioned oh. directly over her b-hole. And as a kid, I was like, this is what jerking That's... off is about. I understand now. <laughs> um, yeah, Rose McGowan basically was like, hi, I'm slightly older than you and I will usher you into manhood. And I was like, thank you. And then uh, somebody gave me a copy of the Maxim that she was in and I was like, oh, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> but, uh, God, no, she's great in this. But yeah, that's the only outfit of hers I remember. But now watching it again, all her outfits are kind of like it. Yeah. In that it's that, like, 90s revival of 60s, 70s style. Yep. Like, British mod bullshit yep. and stuff. Like, it's the and skirt a lot, and a lot cut. of midriffs. Yeah, oh, a lot of midriff bearing. Yeah. Um, so there's a weird thing I noticed in this this time that I've never noticed before, and I don't really know what it means. But there's a lot of red and green in this, not just that those are colors that exist, but, like, when we see Gail Weathers, when she's introduced, she's wearing the lime greenest fucking blazer suit outfit thing that I've ever seen. And then it's the next time... horrifying. It is a color. It does not exist in nature. It only existed for three weeks in the 90s, and then it fucking, it was done. We used all of it. Bill, you said she was the, a human highlighter. Yeah. Human highlighter. She looks yeah. like a it's, glass of lemonade under a black light. Like, yeah. It's, it's what, it's the color of reflective tape. Yeah, dude. Like, it is like so intense. And it's and, got weird studs and shit in it. But so, let me mention, uh -huh. she looks okay. Like green is a hard color, especially like light greens like that. Neon green is a hard color to wear. She doesn't look washed out. Courtney Cox. Yeah, no. Does yeah. not look bad in it. Yeah. I am impressed. She's, so the next time she's we a see very her, pretty lady. yeah, but, but I mean, like skin tone wise, it works for but her. Somehow I, she makes that work. I, but the next time we see her, yeah. red, red, mm -hmm. red uh, suit, fucking big white buttons or whatever. Okay. So then I noticed Randy, Jamie Kennedy, his big introductory scene at the fountain, bright green shoes. Yeah. And then when he gets killed, 
bright red shoes, like velour or velvet like looking shoes. Real weird. And there's a lot of that. There's a lot of people wearing like, oh, they wore red in the last scene, they wore green in this scene. The only people that don't really do it Stew is mostly in like neutral colors, grays and like tans, and Sydney and Billy both kind of wear like jeans. White ribbed shirts. Yeah. I think they both were in a couple yeah. points. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. Like, like the kind of hybrid between a sweater and a t-shirt that was popular in yeah, the 90s. Oh, yeah, yeah, Billy definitely had a yeah. bunch of ribbed t-shirts, which yeah. is like, I was like, oh, I forgot that existed. Yeah. It definitely did. I don't, I don't so think wait. it means anything. Like, I don't think it's like a... A stylistic choice. I just think whoever did the costuming for this was like, I have a lot of red and green shit. Like her last I... movie was like Jingle All the Way or whatever. <laughs> and she's like, I have some stuff, leftover stuff. Or maybe they're just like, oh, I like these colors and nobody ever does them. But there is a lot of green in the clothing in this. Like Randy, the final scene at the party, well, he's I... got like a lime, like a light green shirt on yeah. that says like Uber Jive or something. Yeah, but that is was just Ultra I mean, Jive. That, that was it, just a, it that was just the time though. Like I mean, yeah, 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 if, yeah. if you if you turn on fucking like TRL from 1996, yeah, you're gonna yeah. see a but, bunch of fucking teenagers bopping around in bright fucking orange and bright fucking lime colors anyway. Yeah, you're not wrong. But there wasn't any orange in this movie. There was an orange blazer with the news crew. Oh, okay. And also Rose McGowan's like skirt and stuff had orange in it. It had most colors. Well, it had orange and green and black mostly. Yeah, no, you're right. Like that was predominantly the the scheme and stuff. And there might have been more. I don't know. I yeah, these are just weird we broad strokes things yeah. I noticed on my umpteenth yeah. watch of this. Yeah. Although it has been years, so I really I got to enjoy it again. Like, are, yeah. are we are we it's... doing broad strokes? Uh, you can do a broad thing? strokes thing. Yeah. I'll just say ghost face to encompass yeah. everybody. Yeah. Uh, ghost face gets the shit kicked out of him a lot. A lot. When he's... Yeah. And the thing is, the principal doesn't really attack him much, but all the girls like oh, kick him in the nuts. Yeah, yeah. and like freezer door is his head yeah, yeah. and like table trip him and all this stuff i counted i think three times that people were hit with phones because i think drew barrymore does it nev campbell does it and then when does nev campbell do it i thought she when it's ghost face yes okay when he's first in Gail her house hits jamie kennedy in the face yes with the and then that would be the third then billy hits Stu with the phone yeah, like, yeah mm. the phone, that's, dick. And, and that's the final that was, that time was the that best it phone hit yeah Dude, that's, so that's the final phone hit Dude, so yeah, it's, good... it's three or four, maybe. Now yeah. I'm not sure, because I didn't well, actually... Phone, I mean, phones yeah. are a very prevalent oh, yeah. through line. Oh, it's huge. Not only are all the kills are preceded by threatening phone calls from this voice, which I had a voice changer that did this voice. Somebody was like, oh, you love that movie here. Did you do prank was... calls with it? I just called RT. <laughs> it's like, are you alone in the house? And then I just learned to be able to do it by myself. It was like, what's your favorite scary movie? Like Your mom's Sounds hot. like 1990s Kane. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> My brother's The Undertaker. <laughs> so, but, but to follow the storyline that this movie posits is that a, almost a year ago at this point, Sydney's mother was killed. Very horrible death. Yes, and Sydney witnessed at least the immediate aftermath and saw somebody leaving and you know made a false identification on who did it and whatever, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so up until that point, she and Billy were, you know... Doing teenager stuff and probably dry humping and doing hand stuff and whatever. And then uh, she cooled off slightly after her mother was fucking murdered. And now a year later, he's like, enough time has passed. Get back on wanting my dick. Because Billy is horrible. <laughs> Although he is funny because when her dad comes in and doesn't see anybody and she's relieved to look around the room and not see Billy standing there like a fucking moron. And her dad's like, all right, sweetie, I'm going away on my thing and exposition and goodbye. And he leaves. Uh, she looks around and Billy holds up a fucking stuffed tiger and goes, ooh, close call. <laughs> Which is pretty good. 
but he's a dick. He's a fucking horny idiot. But she gets the better of him in this scene because she's like, all right, you're trying to put your hand on my dress and I said, we said over the clothes stuff and you got to go. And he's like, all right, fine. He's cool. Leaves and she goes, hey, would you settle for a PG-13 relationship? And he's like, what's that? And then she flashes him and he's like, oh, I remember it differently. I remember him as being startled and falling off the roof. Which doesn't I thought I thought she was on the first floor. I have no idea. Her house is like a sprawling, weird, multi-level. Maze. No, he had a, he had to climb through the window. Yeah, yeah there was. I, a, well, I I thought he climbed on the second floor. I thought he climbed through the window. On no, the first she's on the floor. second floor. Because remember, some big breasted girl's too dumb to go <gasps> yes, uh, to the front okay, door. And she goes yes. up the stairs. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. She literally does yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, never mind. Yeah, she's on the second floor. That's that's totally true. Billy leaves. Okay. We have the school scene. News That's crew. where we're introduced to most people. Rose McGowan, Henry Winkler, yeah. David Arquette, yep. Jamie Kennedy, Matt yep. Lillard. Yep. Yeah, it's the rest of the cast. It's great. Their dialogue sitting around the fountain is super good and very funny. Liver alone. Yeah. Liver. Well, they also, uh, jokes. They also do the line, it's called tact, you fuck rag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After he's like, yeah, because your mom got murdered or whatever. And then uh, everybody in the world hits Matt Lillard like, shut up. It's called tact, you fuck rag. So I want to point out in this scene, Matt Lillard's like, I definitely didn't kill anybody. And Billy looks at him like, shut the fuck up. And he's like, yeah, nobody said you did, buddy. And he's like, thanks, bro. It's very like, shut the fuck up, dude. We both know we are the killers. Shut up. Didn't even notice that. Yeah, watching it again now, like paying attention for there's a lot of that stuff and I will get into it. But yeah, and he does the liver alone thing. Liver and, alone. And, yeah. and liver. Apparently, Drew Barrymore's liver was left in a mailbox, and yeah, then they that's immediately—that's not necessarily true. It's that's a thing that Jamie Kennedy says. Though. Yeah. Okay. But they immediately cut to Nev Campbell getting off the school bus and checking her mailbox, <laughs> which I li- thought was great. <laughs> for a liver? I didn't even notice that. No, not for a liver, just for the mail. You don't but know she's... what she was looking for. I didn't well, yeah. notice that. That's yeah. A good, that's yeah. A good, that's a good. Uh... Oh yeah, it's immediately after that. <laughs> good grab. So we get Gail Weathers. who's like a year ago. You know, Maureen Prescott, local mother was raped and murdered and blah 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 and i just wanted her to start do not adjust your tv sets my outfit <laughs> actually is this color i'm gail weathers and then dive into it but she didn't because i didn't write this a successful writer did um it's great though so sydney goes to her house right that's her house yeah i thought so it's a different shot like when she's walking up the outside and there's like porches on porches like it's like exhibit fucking like pimped uh, her house and he's like oh hey dog I know you like porches so I put porches on your porches so you can be on a porch while you're on your porch like it's crazy there's so many decks what I thought was funny about like this set of scenes was that like she walks up to her room yeah and then like the next scene she's walking back down the steps in the house yeah (laughs) going downstairs and then she goes on the couch and call her friend yeah and she ends up going so she's like on the she's on the phone with a friend she walks up all these steps to her room, hangs up the phone, and you see her going back yeah, down the good. steps to lay down on a fucking couch. Yeah, which... and then she takes a sad nap. I did have a note that Woodsboro was the scenic porch capital of the United States. Dude, it is, man. So, in, like, post-Gold Rush times, somebody fucking rode a wagon into that town and was like, Oh, Woodsboro, eh? You know what this town needs? Porches. porches. Ah, there's be porches as far as the eye can see. I'll build porches on top of porches. I'm going to be a millionaire. And then somebody else in the same wagon was like, sure you are, Silas, and then rolled their eyes. And then Silas is a millionaire, and the other guy died in a ditch that Silas built a porch over. Because uh, there's <laughs> fucking a million porches in this town. 
So there's a sad nap. Tatum wakes yeah. her up. And then the killer calls. Sydney, in general, she's a very strong female yeah, she's protagonist. Pretty, she's pretty self-assured. Yeah, she's ballsy. Yeah. He's like, I'm on your front porch. And I she's call like, your bluff. Yeah, she's like, suck a dick. And she goes outside yeah. and is like, well, can you see me? I'm going to pick also, my nose. Yeah, instead of just flipping him the bird, which is what I actually remembered her doing, she just picks her nose. <laughs> And she's like, can you see me? Hello? Then he raises also, stakes and he's also, like, well, you'll die just like your mom. Also, wait, she accuses him a couple of times of being Randy. Randy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a million you, red herrings in this fucking movie. Yeah. But like, do you, so do you think it was Billy or do you think it was actually Randy going, it's not me? It's not Randy. Oh, it's not Randy. Billy and Stu. It's Billy and Stu. It's never Shoot. been Randy. It's never been Randy. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Never mind. Yeah, Randy's Jamie Kennedy. He's yeah, I... everything except being the most annoying motherfucker in the world. Yeah, I screwed up. Which is fine. Like, I'm going to say this right now. As a, as a young man, and up until not that long ago, I fucking loved Randy. I was Randy. I was like a dude who was fucking like annoyingly into pop culture minutia and would not shut up about it. And all I wanted was like the couple of moments in the spotlight Randy gets in this movie. They're hanging out. He's fucking like, you want to watch Evil Dead? You want to watch Prom Night? Everybody's like, yeah, I'm voting. And they're picking movies. And it's like P.T. Barnum of this fucking party. He's running this shit. And then he's like, you don't know the rules. And he's half in the bag and he gets up and he's like, well, here are the rules. It's this and this and this. And everybody's hanging on every word. And as a fucking like nerdy pop culture fucking idiot, that's all I wanted. And then finally the new millennium came and yeah, you could podcasts. have your own podcast. That's right. <laughs> now and we are all Randy. You know what? I'm just, it, it's good to know that you, you set the goal so high where you just wanted your friends to get murdered just to run a room for a listen, night. You, listen, you're uh, one of my best friends. <laughs> I would not be happy if you got murdered. But you know a lot of I, other... me, Let me tell you something, though. If I got murdered, you run that room afterwards. I... Okay? You run that room. I promise. So, yeah, they have the whole thing where he, they call the house and stuff like that, and she runs up the stairs, even oh. though she was saying that it was dumb. Yeah. But also, she's oh, got yeah. a, a weird room set up where her closet door, if it's open, will block the door to her room. Yeah, the doorknob and... to... The... The doorknob on the door to her room will wedge in with her closet door and prevent it from opening. So you see that in the first scene when Billy sneaks in and her dad comes it's the in. The only reason her dad doesn't and, come in well, there, catch Billy, and fucking yeah. raise hell and, and tan and, his hide. And yeah, which was a very, it was an elegant introduction she, to wait, the actually, mechanics right. of that space. Yeah, and then it good. comes back in this scene. It's very good, honestly. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yes. That is the thing. She's like, Billy says when that first, when he sneaks into her room in the beginning. He's like, do you know the things I want to do to you? And she's like, do you know what my dad will do to you? And I, in my head, I was like, probably the same things he wants to do to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Another interesting fact about that scene is don't fear the Reaper. The first yes. time you meet Billy, yeah, you didn't, he, yeah. he comes through the window. I think I, he puts it on in the scene. I don't think he I'm does. Not, I'm not sure if I see him do music. It seemed like he had his back to her and he walked up to maybe her bureau or something. And then that started kind of softly in the background. Yeah, either way. Yeah, you're right. It's an odd like acoustic cover of Don't Fear the Reaper, which is like amazing foreshadowing. And I don't know that I ever noticed that. Or if I noticed it, I never put it together. They're like, oh yeah, he's, the, he's technically the Reaper. Unless For Stu is... Now I. There's <laughs> <laughs> like a, like a now, second pause. Like wait. Now my mind is blown. No, um, unless he's just a puppet well, master. I mean, I mean they're both though. He should have put on Master of Puppets like, by yeah. Metallica. <laughs> well, that's what I'm wondering now. Is just like if there is any, you know, because like, like yeah, babe, I just I think we should be more physical. Hold on a second. Master, master, <laughs> master of puppets, they're pulling a string. You're like, 
What? This, she's like, I can't fuck to this. I'm Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> Cutting forward again, when the killer attacks her at her home, she dials 911 on her computer. Yeah, that which was is like weird. so cool and weird. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, I didn't know 911 had their own aim. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, like that was just like instant messaging where she's yeah, just like, now one, it's like dialing. It's just like, what's your emergency? And she's just like, I can't type right now because there's a fucking killer with a knife. A friend of mine was like, oh yeah, that's a thing. Like years ago when I like watched this another time, I was like, yeah, is that real or is that for the movie? And I don't get it. And they were like, oh no, yeah, that's true. Like you could do that. Yeah, it's technically in the like features. Like if you read all the fucking you know shit instead of just clicking the yes, I agree to this box, like it's in there somewhere, I think. So the soundtrack is great, but the score is fantastic. The score that, is by too. Marco Beltrami. This is where I. First noticed him, but he worked with David Lynch oh, and sweet. some other people. But like this, his score in this is like really great, really tense. There's some really interesting sounds and things that he creates in this that still show up today, like these artificial grinding noises and yeah. stuff in the mix of the score. Yeah. It's really cool. But yeah, no, it's great. Uh, but yeah, the yeah, soundtrack to this is there's awesome. Of, Fear the Reaper might have been one of the more mainstream ones. They yeah. did a, an acoustic thing of it, so like yeah, it's, weird acoustic yeah. cover, but. Nick but they Cage. do, yeah, they do Red Right Hand, which is oh, great. So good. And I mean, they they play like the intro of it first, which I'm like, oh man, I know that song. Why do I know that song? What's that song? What's yeah. that song? And then it comes back, and I'm yeah, like, like two and then it had, later they play yeah, it. Yeah, then they had the lyrics, and I'm like, oh yes, okay, I know this. Um, <laughs> and there's a song that I, I mean, I I found that Nick Cave song through the soundtrack because I love this movie <clears> and I bought the soundtrack. And Nick Cave, it's been a lasting love affair because mm-hmm. uh, he's fucking phenomenal. But also is uh, the song Youth of America by Bird Brain, which yeah. plays near the uh, end, like leading into the party scene. And I was like, man, this song is great. I'm going to look up this band. Nope. Never did. Uh, couldn't, <laughs> find, couldn't find anything. Never bought that album. No idea. So Bird Brain, if you're listening, I will send you some money if you send me your album. Because that song is pretty great. And I dig it. After this scene, we have Sid at the police station with Dewey, and Billy is there. They're trying subtly to imply that fucking Dewey is a useless cartoon piece of garbage this whole movie. Mm-hmm. Literally, the side of his monitor has a thing that says, like, cartoon cops on it. Yeah, yeah I noticed I, that. I noticed that as well. <laughs> a plastic set of handcuffs, he's got yeah. a toy police car, and a bag of donuts. Like, what? I, sitting there well, I noticed, I, I noticed, I, think, I noticed a juxtaposition between the sheriff smoking the cigarette and then him eating yeah, a strawberry ice cream. Ice cream yeah. cone. You know, like later, you just yeah. further that's later on, yeah. Right, the further that idea of just like he's a a child copper, like whatever you just right, said right yeah. there. Just like yeah. there's so many of those things throughout he's the movie. He's 25. He's 25. You guys. Yeah, he's supposed to be 25. I don't know how old he is. Oh, no, yeah, he's, def- time, he's like, definitely in his 30s with this, right? Dude, they're like, all. It's, it's yeah. fucking 90210 syndrome in this. Like, they all look way older. So, apparently, and this sucks, David Arquette was actually 25 when they filmed this. Oh, he just looks older. He, he looks boyish, but, like, older was, than 25. He was born in 1971, so in 96, he was, in fact, 25. Oh, wow. He might have even been 24 because his yeah, birthday's yeah. in September. Oh, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Arquette. Did you start that information with this sucks? Yeah, this I, sucks. It like, turns out this old-ass looking dude is actually 25. Like, yeah, he's okay. not, this sucks. Hey, David Arquette, far your off. face is a problem. He ain't no, far off no. 25 looking. Okay, so, so what I meant by this Christ. sucks is this sucks that I'm such a dick. 
<laughs> David Arquette. Because you were, in fact, actually 25. Way and to I was turn being it around. Mean. <laughs> I, I like her just like, this sucks because I was a dick. I would like <laughs> to go on record and say, I really like David Arquette, not only in this, but as an actor in general. I think he's a lot of fun. Apparently, this was uh, when him and Courtney Cox got together. Did yeah. we say that yet? Uh, I don't think we said it yet, but yeah, this is. Yeah. They, Way they to met. break the they news act- now. Yeah. Jesus Christ, guys, guess what? They At met? one point in real life. Courtney Cox and David Arquette get married. Yeah, they got married, and um, so when she was on Friends, because Courtney it Cox was, it obviously... Was probably, it was in America, that's like the royal wedding. Like when Right, except the difference is it matters. When, when um, Meghan Merkel and the prince of, uh, what's his name, William? Purple. Harry? Which one got married to her? It's Harry, I think. Harry? Potter? Harry Potter, right? This Prince Harry Potter? Yeah. <laughs> hey, we left that country for a reason. I don't have to give a shit about their hierarchy now. But yeah, they got married in real life. It was a, it was a fantastic wedding, I, too. I, I, it, was, it was bigger than Brajolina. It kind of woke well, And it was bigger than Braniston. And I, it I, was bigger than... Um, I feel like everybody... It was bigger than God. I feel like everybody gave a little bit more of a shit when uh, Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake were dating. Yeah, I don't think be so true. because everyone. You know, that, I think that was. The I think everyone knows that David Arquette, future to, future king of America. Actually, I mean, I'm like we haven't reached that future you, yet. Allison. You can write in and vote. We will post on Twitter and we will repost so you can vote. Which was the more important relationship slash marriage of the '90s? Was it Britney Spears, Jay Timberlake, or uh, King Arquette, Court, Courtney Cox, and Queen, David Arquette, Queen Cox, and King Arquette? But I did want to say, when they got married, the next episode of Friends that aired was the first one to feature Courtney Cox Arquette on screen, and all the cast and crew had Arquette added to the end of their name, so it was like... That's hilarious, I didn't know that. It was like Lisa Kudrow Arquette, and Matthew Perry Arquette, (laughs) and David Schwimmer Arquette, and like even the producers and shit, it was very funny, I remember that happening, being like, oh, that's cute. So there's a hilarious line in the uh, interrogation scene. It's not hilarious at the time, it's hilarious now, which is, what are you doing with a cellular telephone, young man? Yeah, the use of cellular telephone. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to call it, if you are looking to play a drinking game with Scream, drink whenever they say the word cellular. It's only three times. Yeah, it's only three times. No, it's not. No, I it, think it's more than three. It, okay, it was maybe six, which is double what we said, but like, that's Yeah, no, still... yeah, even if you double what our estimates yeah. are, you're not talking about a lot yeah. of times they said cellular. I mean, you could add it to other rules. Also, whenever Drink anybody... every time somebody screams. Drink whenever somebody gets hit in the face with the phone. Yeah. That drink, happens at least drink three times. Phone. Your drinking game sucks for this movie. Just like, drink when somebody gets hit with the phone. That's three drinks. Drink oh. when somebody says cellular. That's three drinks. No, no, no. It should be... Drink every time. What's we, your drinking? We, my you're drink. Like, drink whatever okay. fucking okay. people talk. Every time they say Sydney Prescott, you drink. <laughs> okay. Every so, time you see Ghostface, you drink. Every time. Yeah, that's not bad actually. Every time you see Ghostface. That's yeah. Not bad. Every time. Every time you see the Ghostface mask. You have yeah. to. Drink yeah, that is. You have to chug the duration. Matthew Lillard's rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're oh, dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he like, can't. I got stabbed in bunch. You're like, glug, 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 glug. Yeah, that's like playing Waterfall with Matthew Lillard's mouth. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> That's so gnarly. Yeah. I like I heard it in my head. <laughs> I like, just say it and as soon as it came out of my mouth. Oh shit. So I didn't realize that about Matthew Lillard, but like they're totally correct. Pay attention to the finale scene. He spits all over the front of himself. Well, man. He all the time. Oh my god, yes. Every Matt Lillard He's movie. a goddamn Rottweiler. Until, I, I, think, like, I think it's when he's, he's about to rabid. die. Because I think it's when he's ridiculous. about to die in 13 Ghosts is when he starts to drool on himself. Yeah. Or when he has to cry. Because I think in 
SLC Punk, when Heroin Bob dies, when he cries, he spits all over himself. Yeah, no, no. He's the, like, Fucking wet-mouthest actor that I can think of. He drools in, like, almost every movie for, like, years. I don't think he does it anymore. A couple of years ago, Matt Lillard was in The Descendants, which was, like, an Oscar-nominated film with George Clooney. The basic plot is that George Clooney's wife is leaving him or has left him and is in Hawaii with the family, and he goes to, like, reconnect with his kid. Matt Lillard plays the dude that she left George Clooney for. When I learned that, it blew my mind. And it's not like a, oh, she's slumming it. He's like a legit, like, respectable dude in it, and he doesn't drool at all. <laughs> he's How like, did he swing that? It's, I, he must have nailed the audition. He's great in it. He okay. doesn't have a ton of screen time, but, like, he's got a fair amount. Because, like, you're going up it's against mostly, Clooney, man. Yeah, it's mostly George Clooney cool. in the kids' movie, but, like, second or third tier of, like, screen time, he's very goddamn good in it. It's a very good movie. But, all right. Like, yeah, he's a legit actor. He's also in that episode of House, doesn't drool at all. My point is, stop drooling sometime in the mid-2000s. Uh, at the interrogation scene, Dewey's like, oh, man, they sell the costume, the ghost face costume. <laughs> At every five and dime in the state, oh. and it's called the Father Death yes. costume, which is and awesome. That should be how they sell those. They just have it, it's the scream mask. It's yeah. like, no, it should it just should be the Father Death. Be the Father, Father, Death. Death Father Death is a cool fucking name. It'd be a great metal band, the Father Death. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It should be like an old guy metal yeah. band. Uh, yeah. Hello, mm-hmm. I'm Father Death. Talk, two, three, four. <laughs> <laughs> well, he says he's father death, but I think he's more nearer death. Uh, uh, wait, yeah, it's over, <laughs> it's over my head. We both went, uh, what? All right, cut it. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving it in. <laughs> also in the police department scene, Dewey yells at his sister Tatum, When I wear this uniform, you are supposed to address me as an officer of the oh, law. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. He's so droopy dog the whole time. Again, with like the whole meta aspect of the movie, yeah. making fun of dopey deputies in horror films, yeah, you know? who just a good like, point. Like, every time you've watched a horror movie, you're like, God, the cops are so dumb. <laughs> right, and then they, they give, give you, like, north of Don Knotts, this is, Dewey is the dumbest deputy you've ever seen. He's the only cop you spend any real time with. You get, yeah. like, two speeches, brief speeches from the... From the sheriff who introduced that character is only oh, to I contrast him with Dewey. You know, like, just, like, to show the serious yeah, cop. Yeah, and, yeah. and to make Dewey look even more cartoonish and pathetic or whatever yeah, adjective you want to use. Yeah. yeah, yeah, He looks like a clown. Well, and that's... The, he doesn't even get his comeuppance at the end, either. Who? Or not comeuppance, but he doesn't He doesn't get to be the hero or anything like Dewey? that. Well, I mean, yeah. he, he, he does help. He helps, but he then helps, he's, like, knocked the fuck out. And he gets the girl. Yeah. think they give Dewey more of a hero moment in the sequels. Oh, Okay. Leaving the police station, Gail comes up to Sydney because yeah. she correctly deduces they'd probably take her out like a rear entrance to avoid the media circus out front. Uh, She's like, oh, hey, Sid, can I get a couple of minutes? And this is when you find out that Gail wrote a book about last year's murder of Sydney's which mother. Is, which is all like, it's all it's like a thing. So, yeah, Sydney yeah. She gets up facetiously in Facetiously is like, oh, how's the book going? I hope it's great. And Gail's like, oh, it, it really is. Like, I'm being genuine. <laughs> Which is funny. Because, like, well, Gail's kind of an asshole the whole movie. Yeah. But in this scene, she's kind of playing it straight. She's like, oh, yeah. Sydney's like, oh, I'll have to buy a copy. And she's like, oh, I'll send you one. And Sydney clocks her. I, yeah, I see. I didn't, I, 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 it, was, it wasn't a friendly, I'll I send it, you honestly, one. No, it Courtney wasn't. Courtney Cox played it, like, kind of friendly. No, it was not a friendly, I'll send you one. That was like a... Really? Like, yeah, I wrote a book about your dead mother. I'm going to fucking send it to you. She's not being sarcastic. She's being a cunt. 
That's but, what she's being. Yeah, she's not being sarcastic, but she is definitely, like, yes-anding this aggression. Gal is being a total cunt in that scene where she's just like, yeah, I had to yeah, write that book. But she's not using a sarcastic tone, you're correct. But I, she's I, definitely I, very much like, a, why, yes, you can. But of no, course. I like you sound way more aggressive. Yeah, I'm doing it wrong. Very, yes. like, very, like, clean. And I was like, Courtney, I was actually surprised because I remembered it in my head as being, like, bitchier. Yeah, but no, I really. think she's playing that. She's playing that. You know, like when you're so worked up and like you're talking to somebody yeah. and they're super calm, and then you get more pissed off at them for being <laughs> yeah. calm. She's being the calm one. So exactly, yeah, that's that. what she was doing. It's, Maybe, it's, yeah, you're it's right. like the other thing with that fucking cross jaw. By that point, all the other like news yeah, people yeah, have they come. All saw it. So they all saw it. They had their cameras going. If YouTube was a thing in 1996, that shit would have been viral as fuck. But an interesting thing about that whole entire thing was mentioning the book sets up that great scene later where Sydney goes up to Gal and confronts her about the book. And she's like, do you really believe all the things that you wrote? Gal's like, yeah, I do. Yeah. Do you really think he's innocent? That's when the connection yeah, between... because get all the backstory. That, it's actually, like, it's right, really it, well there, done. There's yeah. no reason to, to know about Sydney's mother getting killed. You don't really need that information at all no, until you learn thing... about the book that's wrote yeah. about the fact that there's a man who's in jail right now for who may have yeah. been wrongly committed, well, the only and thing it ties is, it all. You realize pants. Gal was actually right the whole entire time for yeah. having those questions. She's perceived as like the scumbag journalist, but she actually gets to the bottom of the story and is actually like right the whole entire time, which is crazy too. It is a good point, and like so, th this movie is like rotten with red herrings, and like to a point, Cotton Weary's kind of a red herring. When you find out, you as the viewer find out, like, Sid, not necessarily framed, but, like, misidentified someone for the murder and rape and murder of her mother, you're like, oh, well, that's motive. Maybe this guy has an accomplice, or maybe he didn't do it and somebody else did it. Maybe he didn't do it, but he's doing this from jail somehow, you know, like, get, hiring somebody. Like, you know, there's all these things where you're like, oh, that's a thing I pay attention to now, you know? Like, there's so many threads. But also, on rewatch... It's so clearly Billy and Stu. Like, it's crazy how well they lay in that, like, those two are up to zero good. It's great. Especially when he's in the uh, video store. Billy is in there, and Randy's talking to Stu, yeah, and he's just like... Yeah, with retroactive knowledge, knowing that those two, Randy, uh, Jamie Kennedy, at one point is sandwiched between Skeet Ulrich playing Billy and uh, Matt Lillard playing Stu... Matt Lillard, like, starts, like, playing with his ear, yeah. like, it's, and like... Billy is actively threatening him. Yeah. And, like, it, you know, retroactive cognition, like, knowing they're the killers, you're just, like, that's the tensest scene in the movie. But, right. Like, it's played yeah. as, like, you might get beat up at school. Matt Lillard's playing it like cat and mouse, sort of toying with him, and Billy's intimidating, like, actively intimidating, like, what the fuck did you say? Like, that kind of thing. And again, this is 1996, this is not a time when movies were made to be enjoyed on the rewatch. Now it's built into so many movies. Rewatchability is such a thing because we all have access to things so quickly. If you see a movie, even in theaters, and you go out and see it, and you like it, you can go home and VOD it the same night. Like, boom. I, I'm not complaining about it, I just think like that rewatchability is built into things. This really, like Scream, really reward rewatches, whether it's the writing or the, just the performances, because the performances carry a lot of it. There's a lot of details, even that color thing, like now I kind of want to rewatch that again. Because, yeah, like, like I, I said, I don't think it means anything. Yeah. I, but saying, I, 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 I honestly think the coloring means nothing. So after Sydney fucking hot right crosses Gale in the face, which is great, we basically cut right to the Tatum oh, and family's yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. Riley's? 
They're having a sleepover. Yeah, having a sleepover. And I, this is one of my favorite lines of oh, like, the whole movie. so funny. She's like, I'll send... Yeah. <laughs> Tatum Bro. is replaying. She's like, I'll yeah. send you a copy. Bam! Bitch went down. I'll send you a copy. Bam! Sid. Super bitch. <laughs> I fucking love that. I yeah. I was waiting for that for like most of the movie. Uh, it's so fun. That was not the line I thought you were gonna say. No, it's so good. Are you kidding me? So the line I thought was funny was she was talking about Billy and she's like, he was destined <laughs> to have a flaw. He's too perfect. Yeah. And the flaw is basically that they think that he killed people. He, yeah, he may have killed fucking their friends. That's not a minor flaw. That's not perfect. <laughs> It's a flaw. That's a but major fucking flaw, right? It's like, a flaw, but not in the way that she's saying flaw. Like he was destined to have a flaw. Like he farts. <laughs> like yeah. he farts all the time. Yeah. Yeah. He was destined to not wear he deodorant or toenails. something. Yeah. Like yeah. those are flaws. It's, those are killing your the friend. Being a psycho. Yeah. Being a, a psychopathic serial killer is not a flaw. That's it's a, deal a problem breaker. with a P. This is where she's the sleepover. She gets the call from the killer. Yeah. Billy's in jail. Billy's in jail yeah. And but then she gets the call. Mrs. Which is what's her face? Riley. He comes in and she's like, "Uh, Sid, there's a guy on the phone for you." And she's like, "Oh, is it my dad?" She's like, "No." <laughs> nah. Dude, definitely for sure, 100%, especially with her son being a deputy, she would know that the dude made a fucking phone call first before attacking her. And she's not screening shit. Like, Dewey's not screening shit. Like, nobody's... The cops aren't like, hey, we'll, we'll have somebody monitoring the phone line just in case. Like, none of that. Well, it's so a she's like, hey, somebody called, he has a voice changer, and he says he has a knife. I don't know, you can take it in the living room. See, my imagining was that whoever called used their regular voice. It was Billy, yeah, 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 or, yeah, or, or it was probably Stu. Hey, or, or, hey. Well, it couldn't have been Billy, though, because he didn't have the voice changer. Well, that's the thing, is they imply, the, the, she's like, I just thought it'd be really clever if you called me with your one call from jail, but it's like, dude, he definitely didn't have the voice changer. Right. Unless he's a gifted vocal magician like I am, and he's like, can I have my one call, please? Hello? Sydney, I'm definitely not your boyfriend. I have a different voice. Maybe I'm Morgan Freeman. Uh, <laughs> it'd be great if they remade Scream and it was oh. just with a fucking, like a fucking a comedian S- who just does yeah, shitty impressions. Yeah. Dewey is roused from sleep. I imagine Dewey was like just about to jerk off. I imagine like, Dewey has a race car bed. Oh, definitely. <laughs> it's a police car. <laughs> it's a police <laughs> car bed, it. yeah. He painted it with a fucking with a sheriff star on the side himself. He did that I, shit. Himself. I imagine like There's in Scream Four. <laughs> yeah, I imagine Scream Four. We see Dewey's room as a fucking like you know a police car bed and you know. Scream Four is all about him and Gail Weathers' marital troubles. Where she's oh like, yeah. I don't know why you can't get me pregnant in your race car bed, but we gotta try something else. Is there a queen size police car bed? <laughs> We so we can both fit in it, please? She's like, I'm pregnant. And it's a, she shows him a police car crib that she had commissioned. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. That, that makes me like Dewey more now. Who's the little sheriff in town? Oh. Who's the little sheriff in town? It's always going to be Dewey. He's going to call the kid sheriff, and the kid's going to call him deputy. <laughs> <laughs> Riley. Deputy Dad. That's what he's going to do. That's dad. a whole second movie. It's a whole separate movie. Deputy Dad. But you, starring gonna, David Arquette. David Arquette as Dewey, though. That's that sounds like more that's like on CBS on Thursday nights. Deputy Honestly, Dad. I'd watch it. Only if David Arquette's in it. Yeah, yeah. David Arquette, get Kevin Williamson to write it. It's really like meta and pop culturally self-aware. So the killer calls. We get more Red Right Hand, uh, which is great. We get Cotton Weary on TV. That's his only fucking on-screen appearance. Liv Schreiber. 
more of his backstory uh, outside school from Gale. Gale starts to suspect the murders are related. That's important. And then there's all those fucking the kids dressed as Ghostface running up and down the halls. Yeah, this is this is is actually pretty. This is a pretty cool scene because one, it shows the um, insensitivity of teens in general. Yeah, and that's uh, this is not like a movie thing. This is not unrealistic. No, and totally realistic. No, that's the thing. Like as a teen, four or five years ago, when there was that killer clown thing, where like a lot of people were dressing up as clowns and freaking people yeah, out. Yeah, but nobody was murdered. It no. Was just people dressed as clowns standing in fields well, by no, the side no. of the road. It's, it's, like, it's, a, it's a lot I, more fun. It's more of a hyperbolic way to show the insensitivity of teens. I remember being a teen and, and just... I'm not going to yeah. put out specific examples, but I know that I was a fucking jerk-off. So that's not out of the question of teens to do. So it was a very smart thing to put in. Just like a smacked-ass teen's going to go down there with the fucking ghost face thing. Yeah. What I thought was rather funny was um, Henry Wink- uh, Winkler, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, threatening him with a fucking, like, giant scissors. pair of scissors. Yeah. Every time oh, he moved and those then, scissors, it was like, shink, 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 shink. And like, then it was like, like Wolverine like, showed up. And, yeah, and, and, I love the sound and, effects and, on that. And the best part was, too, where he's just like, he's like, you know what, you guys are fucking expelled. They're like, well, that's not fair. And he's just like, you know what would be fair? If I just sliced you right down here. And, like, threatens to gut the kids. Yeah. You know, like, well, that's the thing. Is like, like, that, like, he's like, that. What, that's what would be fair. How insensitive you were, the fair thing would be that you fucking hang from a tree with your guts hanging out. I'm like, but I don't think that's that. I don't think it's a fair trade-off for running through a fucking hallway with a mask, I'm, but... I'm a sociopath, so I totally thought it was fair. But <laughs> right I, I loved that he <laughs> made it, like, as a principal, like, character-wise, as a principal, he made it, like, a moral thing. He was like, have you hang from a tree with your guts out so everybody can see how, you know, you were lacking in moral fiber. I, I thought that was great. Like, it was so good. Yeah. So, Sid runs into Billy in the hall after she's, like, upset by the ghost faces. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, Sid bumps into Billy. She's like, yeah, I know you didn't do it because you were in jail last night and I got a call. And he's like, oh, yeah, I definitely couldn't have done it. He, his eye line, like, he's looking at her in the eyes, in the face. And when he says, I definitely couldn't have done it, he looks past her to where Stu is. And I was like, fuck, this movie's so good. What was the point of him? He puts his hand up. He's still got ink on his fingers. Oh, from the fingerprinting. Oh, okay. He's like... Because yeah, I, I was in jail, and he shows her his hand, he's still got ink on his fingers. And, I, and even then, he's still being, like, real creepy about oh, yeah. it. You know, like, he's real... Sleazy. He spent a night in jail. He couldn't even jerk off, because well, well, you cannot jerk well, off it, the first night in jail. Speaking of the oozing... If you do, that's a power move. Speaking... <laughs> that is a power Just move. Just maintain eye contact. He also brings up again... Your mom... The, Right, we yeah. talked about earlier. Where just like it's another way to bring the the, the sexual oh, he's still a dickhead, yeah. The, the sexual thing, but just like, hey, your mother died. You were. Yeah, he's like, listen, I'm a hardened criminal now. I've been in prison, and I want to fuck. First, I was Tomorrow just like, hey, the I... anniversary of your mother's death. So like, get so over it. So let me. Just the tip, baby. He's definitely a scumbag. He's the human walking just the tip. Sydney goes in the bathroom to fucking chill out. The girls in the bathroom are talking shit. This is the most fun, dumb expository scene. Yeah, it's this cheerleader being a... It's a cheerleader and another girl who are just like, yeah, and like, her mom was fucking raped and murdered, and like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they both talk like that. And she was an unrepentant whore. She was such a whore. She, like, had sex and stuff. Whore. It's just, like, like, dumb high school shit, but, like, like, they they lay so much attitude in it. I guess, like... It was was as scathing as it could possibly be without them talking about the dimensions of her vagina. 
Do you think there was like a jab at the LA Valley girl type thing where it's Probably. just like did, those are the only two characters well, who think, talk like that the whole entire time? I think it's a broad and strokes like, jab at teen, like the know it all mentality. I kind of wish they got fucking murdered, oh, but like well, not murdered. Time. But my note here was that Sydney really should just cross jaw everybody. Oh yeah, so Sydney's hiding out yeah, in a she, stall. She's she should have kicked stall. that door open. She does not actually confront these girls; they just leave. Yeah, she's Canadian. She's polite. Someone steps down off a toilet seat. Like, you can't see their feet. She keeps looking under the stalls. Right. She doesn't see anybody. Somebody's like, Sydney. And she looks around some more. She looks under the stalls again. And, like, somebody steps down in, like, combat boots. And they lower the ghost face, like, onesie dress thing. So I was kind of wondering if I was supposed to be Billy or Stu or just another dumbass in a suit. Who was like, I'm going to be real creepy. Because, like, he doesn't pursue her out of the bathroom like when she she slides under his swinging arm out the bathroom door and then like runs down the hall that's when you get the winkler scene and stuff and r.i.p yeah principal himbry it's a good murder he keeps hearing knocking on his door he hears it he opens the door nobody's anywhere in the hall he closes it it knocks oh. again he opens it again he sees that janitor yeah then he sees the janitor which is hilariously dressed exactly like freddy krueger <laughs> Like, stupidly, but, like Freddy Krueger. Like, it but, pulled me out of the movie so but, hard. Well, well, that, like, I mean, it's literally a green and red sweater. And it's the guy's, exactly like Freddy Krueger. Right, and the guy's name is Fred. Yeah, and he goes, Winkler's like, you sons of bitches. And Fred, the janitor's like, what'd you say? He's like, oh, not you, Fred. It's so stupid. But, like... I thought it was a, cute. Well, I thought thing. it was so cute. That's the thing. As a kid, like, watching it, yeah. when my friend paused it and told me, like, oh, he's dressed exactly like Freddy Krueger, I was like, oh... This is when Hambry, uh, Hembry gets killed, which is... Uh, we talked about Hembry getting yeah. killed. But uh, when he gets stabbed, I like... He's like, ah, ah! It's like a shot in his face. And then they do a cutaway of like the knife going into his abdomen. He's like, ow, 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 ow! <laughs> <laughs> they do that like eye shot. Yeah, that's, a, that's one of my favorite shots. Is It's his eye like open and he's dead. And, and they show the, the killer's mask. mask like, yeah. moves into it and lingers there. That's cool. We get Sid and Tatum on her porch... This is the only thing I want to mention is Tatum's like, yeah, you know, Sydney, I keep hearing the stories about how your mom was like a terrible slut. And Sydney's like, well, so you believe them? And she's like, well, I mean, you can only hear that Richard Gere gerbil story so many times before you start to believe it. And I was like, oh, right, 1996. Yeah. We're still obsessed with what animals Richard Gere was putting up his ass. Nowadays, we'd be like, you do you, yes, queen. As long as you have that gerbil's consent. What? Gerbils can mm -hmm. consent, probably. I'm not a gerbil. I'm gonna stop but... there before I, I can already hear Asmik. Oh my guys, it's like we're, we're we're going down roads we don't want to go down. Henry. So er... was that gerbil? Was <laughs> ah! <laughs> his name? Fuck yeah, was leaving it, it in. Was his name Lemmy Wings? Lemmy Wings. Randy's doing his yeah. like deconstruction of events. He's like the cops, you know, fucked up. They, it's definitely Billy. You know, Which and, also, he's well, yelling about it, oh, yeah, ultimately. In the, in the store. If, like, 20 feet from Billy, and then is all surprised that Billy gets in his face. Yeah. It's like, well, dude, that's, you went too extra. That's just Randy. I know. That's just Randy, I know, guys. I know, I know. Typical Randy. Typical Randy. But Stu's like, oh, how do I know you're not a suspect? And he's like, no, 
I completely agree. In any circumstance, I would be the number one suspect, but I was working when whatever murder was committed, so I couldn't have done it. But we're kind of supposed to maybe forget that for the rest of the movie because they definitely heavily lean on Randy as, like, Randy probably did it as a red herring for, like, the end of the movie. And, yeah, like, the fact that the killer is behind Randy does not diminish that, like, I'm not sure aspect at all, which is weird. Because when that scene shows up... And again, because this is, like, me watching it on the, the multiple viewing, I yeah, always yeah, forget, yeah. like, the first time you watch it... When them two show up to the door, you have no fucking idea. Cause like, also, you, you, everybody you, in this movie, nobody in this movie goes like, hey, and gets your attention before they touch you. They all grab you while screaming your name in your face. Like, that's what he does. Like, Sydney gets away. We're skipping ahead a little bit. We'll skip back. But, like, Sydney gets away from being murdered, and she's, like, heading up to the porch, and fucking Randy, like, goes like, Sid! And, like, it's, like, hobbling at her super fast. And she's like, ah, I just almost got killed. And she's holding a gun. And she's like, get the fuck back. And then Stu comes out and she's like, I'll shoot both of you. I don't give a shit. It's awesome. (laughs) They're like, no, it's me. No, it's me. It's like every twin movie where it's like, no, 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 he's the bad one. Shoot him. You know, like, but it's two totally different dudes. Absolutely. And she goes, fuck you both and shuts the door. And even just now watching it, like tonight, I went, Write it. <laughs> She's savvy. Listen, She's listen, savvy. Listen, two, listen. two potential killers at the door. You, you fucking close the door. That I have the fuck out of that situation. I understand. I have twenty twenty hindsight. I know Stu is the killer. I know that by locking him out of the house with Randy, you may be condemning Randy to death. And guess what? I'm fine with the dog because Randy's time is done. So we get this yeah. cigarette versus oh. ice cream scene, which is. The sheriff smoking a cigarette and Dewey is eating a strawberry ice cream cone, which is almost, like, down to the nub. It's very, like, the sheriff will say something, then take a drag, and Dewey will say something back, like, yeah, sheriff, and then, like, lick this ice cream cone. It's back and forth a couple of times, and then the sheriff takes a drag, looks at his cigarette, and it's kind of like, yeah, I'm done with this, throws it on the ground, and then I just kept waiting for Dewey to be like, yep, see you later, sheriff, and he says whatever, but I kept waiting for him to, like, look at the look at the ice cream cone and throw it on the ground and like crush it with his foot which would have been so great I don't know why they didn't do that That it wouldn't have even felt out of character or whatever it would have felt perfectly in line no that would have felt normal for, the, for him. Dewey to do yeah, yeah. yeah. but like you would have thought that would have been um... I, I would honestly like I would bet money that's a cut so yeah the party starts Burbrain's song Youth of America plays briefly which is awesome um, I, everybody's I, fucking grooving, man. Yeah, I did have that note that that party's really putting all the eggs in one basket, because, you know, all these teens are getting killed, that's why the school's closed, and then everybody's at this house party, so it's like, well, not the best idea. Oh, it, it's guys. great, and Gail Weathers is there also putting her eggs in that basket. Yeah. She's there specifically to see. Maybe that's why there was all those eggs in that garage fridge. Oh, it's symbolism. Hmm. The garage fridge is the basket. And the eggs are dead, kids. Yeah, so we noticed that there's a fridge in the garage for beer, I guess. Yeah, it's an but, extra fridge. Yeah. They have they have a kitchen fridge, yeah, yeah. but they have an extra fridge for shit. But they got, like, groceries in that one. Okay, and my suggestion, not to def- overly defend this movie, is that, like, I've been to a bunch of house parties, and famously, I won't name names, but my friend Kim woke up one morning from a serious, like, drinking fucking party we were all a little hungover 
She woke up, she grabbed our friend's face, drug his eye level like down to hers, laying in bed, and went, Eggs! And he was like, alright, I'm gonna go make Kim some eggs, because Kim may kill me or throw a tantrum or God knows what. And that kind of was like not unusual. There was a lot of parties, after which he and I, being early risers, would wake up and make fucking big old batches of cheesy scrambled eggs, because they're a great fucking hangover cure. And maybe, maybe, these kids in Woodsboro have a similar experience, where they're like, oh, you know what's great after a night of drinking and watching horror movies? A fucking fridge full of eggs. We can make big old omelets. Maybe. All right. It's my theory. I just think it's shoddy set dressing. Hi, Kim. <laughs> you got a shout out, Kim. You're yeah. welcome. Hi, Kim. <laughs> Stu at one point is like, hey, Tatum, get me a beer. And she's like, what am I, the beer wench? But she goes, and she's grabbing, like, an armload of beer. She walks into the, uh, the garage. There's two identical switches next to the door. She hits the one, it's the garage door, it starts to go up, she hits it again, it stops and goes down, then she hits the other one, it's the light, light turns on, she goes to the fridge, she gets the fucking beers, the door swings closed behind her, whatever, and the killer's in the room. Yeah. So she's awesome, she fucking hits him in the dick with a beer. Yeah. Like, she, she comes up and she's like, oh hey... Uh, does she think it's Randy again? I, I feel well, like it's... Was, was the killer already in the room? The door... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so I thought the door looked the like do it was the pushed door... from the outside. Yeah, the but door also... swings shut, but also like, dramatically, two but of then... Them, so... Yeah, yeah, but then he... Right, so them. that's why I'm wondering... So like... I think one is in the room, one shuts the door. Okay. Does she think it's Randy, or does she think it's Stu, or somebody else? Because she's kind of, like, flirting... Yeah. She's like, oh, are you playing I, the big scary killer? And I'm supposed to be the frightened killer? It was co-ed? Randy. She was too... Yeah, I, thought, she, I thought she said Randy. That's, that's what that's, I thought. That's the second time Randy yeah. was We're, accused. Yeah, they're leaning yeah. heavily on Randy. Because yeah. the first time was Nev Campbell during the first phone call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then now at this point... Yeah. They keep... This whole movie, they keep leaning heavily that Randy's the killer. And it's like, nah, Jamie Kennedy ain't killing shit. Well, I think that's well, why... Except I, his performance as Randy. I mean... Well, I think that's why, like... I mean, the, they... They lean heavily on anybody that they're. Well, yeah, but usually on. they immediately kill them then. But yeah. they've been kind of like repeating coming back to Randy over and over. Oh, also another uh, IMDb thing, All right. which uh, apparently I guess Wes Craven said in an interview somewhere. The sheriff wears the same boots that you see in the bathroom scene when uh, Ghostface oh, yeah. comes. Yeah. Right. So and that's supposed oh, to be a red herring. Oh, when he stops the cigarette. Yep. That's yeah. that's pretty yeah. great. I yeah. never picked that. I that's, picked that up. That's supposed to be a red herring. All right. Yeah, like that old man sheriff is fucking sneaking into a high school. Doesn't matter. But so she's kind of flirting with him, where she's like, "Oh, are you the big scary killer?" And I'm like the terrified co-ed. Ghostface guy like shakes his head like, "Yeah." She's like, "But I want to be in signal." And he's like, "Nah." He like goes to kill her. He, yeah, he grabs he, her arm. He she shows... drops most of the beers. Yeah. And he cuts well, her forearm. Yeah. She flees. He pursues. She hits yeah, him in the face she... with the fucking fridge. Yeah, she hits yeah. him with the fridge. Then she's grabbing beers out of... And she fucking hits him right in the dick with a fucking bottle of beer, which is great. Yep. Then in the face, which is great. Yep. She tries to go for the stairs first, and he's right behind her, so she yeah. basically table trips him. Like, yeah, but... she gets down all fours and chucks his legs. Yeah, and... but she goes through the garage door, the dog door and the garage door. Yeah. And the killer gets up, and he goes up to those two switches, and he immediately hits the right switch. Yeah. I never noticed before, this is a guy that knows which the switch house. is which. Yeah. He knows the house. Yeah. It's Stu's house. So it's gotta be Stu. 
Apparently, it was supposed to be Billy in that scene. Really? According to IMDb? A- according to... Um, oh, I guess that makes sense, because, like, Stu's yeah. still no, at the party. Stu, yeah, Stu was still yeah. outside in his smoke jacket. Yeah, yeah Stu yeah. was and still Billy at the party, was, and Billy was, fucked off to wherever he wasn't really right. around. Yeah, apparently Skeet Ulrich said that it was supposed to be Billy in the garage. Right. That makes, I mean, that makes yeah. sense, but, like... Um, also, another, friend, another so dumb like. IMDb trivia... Rose McGowan was too skinny for that whole getting caught in the door thing, so they nailed her shirt to the inside uh, for great. her to struggle realistically. So my friend for years tried to tell me, like, no, no, no her hot boobs are what killed her. And I was like, dude, no. <laughs> I was like, her her boobs are out of the... She gets her tits through the dog door. She and totally he's like, does. like, nah, dog. Nobody said dog at this point, but I'm, like, retroactively adding dog to our conversation. But, yeah, it's a great death. Try to get distance. It's a great death, because I've never seen it before. It's a great death scene, yeah. They have that really great shot of her head hitting the, you know, top of the... It's, it's brutal. Yeah, it's very brutal. It's very brief. It's very clean. It's not... It's not... I don't think it's brutal... I think, I think um, it's brutal. It's more that psychological thing where, like, you, yeah, you, yeah. your well, mind's yeah. supposed to fill in the blanks, but yeah, I, I, the I, they, they, of they show you just yeah. enough, and then you're just kind of kicking that around your head, going like, right. But Dude. I mean, like, what, what, like, what garage have you gone to where it has to get like a razor sharp thing to fucking snap your neck? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there, there's a there's, no, a, there's, and there's a total like I, I mean, I, I get it's a horror movie, some, but there's a total leap of faith you're taking the fact that I fucking. But and I get to like, like assholes, all right? But realistically, I don't think a garage door would lift a human. Well, I think that was the whole entire part of the showing it that smoking. It's just like, oh, this yeah, is this like is really struggling to get this up. Like, but I still was like, eh, it just it's didn't. super campy. Hey, I, again, it's it's an original death. They it's can't like all that... be wood chippers in the snow, guys. Seriously. Well, that's not a slasher. <laughs> no, but that ending's pretty. That's a very gory. original death. But then they find the car. Dewey and Gail go walking. She's in dumbass heels. Yeah. Again. Which I pointed out. And then dumbass teenagers almost hit him with cars. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, because they're going to... Okay, so apparently... um, So, so, Stu gets a call. Not Stu. It's Randy. It's Randy. It's Randy. It's Randy. Okay. It's Randy. Okay. Randy. It's Randy. But yeah, uh, so Randy's like, oh shit, they found Principal Hembry hung up. With from his guts on the goalposts on the football field. Let's go see him. Yeah, and we're the, waiting and, for this. Yeah, yeah, and then like I think at least one of the kids that he expelled is or was gonna expel yeah. is in that room. And he's oh like, yeah. Let's go check it out because we're fucking teenagers and all teenagers are sociopaths. And then they fucking hop into cars and leave. And so they're okay. We forgot to mention this because we're bad at this. Kenny gave Gale a a video camera to. to plant in the house she yeah. goes in the house says her hello and those video cameras are called handies they're called handies it's a handy cam she plants it on top of the vcr filming the whole living room but there's like a 30 second delay so kenny the cameraman that, that, is real quick that's another great foreshadowing thing yeah. when they come back and so say good. there's a 30 second delay because yeah, they do a really good job setting that up. Scream knows they, what the fuck it's doing. Yeah, guys. It, was, it was Kevin they, Williamson. They, they know what the there was. A, fuck there, Kevin Williamson. There were so many yeah. points of foreshadowing that were just fucking wonderfully and, put into the and they're film. worked in a way that doesn't feel obvious and heavy-handed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's only on like a rewatch where you're just like, oh shit. Yeah. 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 So I see what I, you're doing. I mean, when there, she there activates of, the, there are a couple of points where you're like, that you know, this is gonna be important later. Yeah, yeah, but. But it doesn't spoil anything for you. Yeah, it's you know? not as obvious as a lot of yeah. other movies. 
So when she activates the camera, the feed comes on in the news van, and Kenny's watching it, and then Gail opens the door right behind him, and he's like, oh, shit. And she's like, what? He's like, oh, there must be a delay. And she's like, oh, how long? He's like, I don't know. How long did it take you to walk from the house? 30 seconds? And she's like, that's fine. Just record. And you kind of think, like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. It's a detail. Maybe that'll be important. It's super important as far as Kenny is concerned. All right, so Kenny. So they get a phone call at the house. Randy answers, hello? Yeah. And it turns out Principal Hembree is hung up by his guts from the goalpost, which is weird. Uh, no, I guess it's not weird. Yeah, well, because he had canceled school, and then he got killed. So... Yeah, right after, and I guess it took, like, Yeah, uh, unless Fred was doing field maintenance. Yeah. Nobody, you know... Fred is fucking taking her easy, I guarantee Yeah, for well, yeah. Fred, Fred obviously found him. Fred yeah. also definitely talks about himself in the third person. Fred's like, Fred is fucking going on Fred's second break. Fred's done with the driveway. Yeah. Fred's gonna hang out in the boiler room. What driveway, time? Fred? Oh, Fred hangs out in the boiler room a lot. Alright, so... One, two, whatever. Fred's Fuck. cleaning for you. <laughs> Fuck three, Fred. Four, Fred, clean the door. Oh, I thought oh, I was son of a bitch. Three, four, Fred's wax in the floor. Fred, four, Fred's wax in the floor. that's what you see him do. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Nobody appreciates Fred. <laughs> Yeah, all these kids run off to go see the principal hung up. Before they cut and, him down. And they nearly run over Dewey and uh, They Gale. startle Kenny. He just sees people run out yeah. of the house. Yeah. And he's like, oh shit. And he like pulls the door on the van shut because he's like scared. For all he knows, in 30 seconds, the killer's going to pop up on that screen. He doesn't know that they got... A phone, a phone call. call that says, like, oh, the principal's hung up and you're going to go check it Kenny. out. But I thought it was kind of cool, and I never really thought about that before. But, like, if you were Kenny, you'd be like, oh, shit, that's creepy. I don't know what that is. But, like, we joked about that watching it is, like, you know, like, hey, I'm going to watch these kids get murdered. And, like, I like Kenny just shuts the door. He's like, I'm staying in the van. I'm not getting involved. You know, that bitch doesn't... She's mean as shit to Kenny, too. But, like, that bitch doesn't pay me enough. Yeah. So... Before this, Randy does the... Oh, he does the rules. The rules, which is, one is no sex, can't have sex. Everybody throws popcorn at him. If time travel existed, I would like to put my money down to go back in time to be an extra on set the day they shot Jamie Kennedy's sides so I could be a guy that throws popcorn at Jamie Kennedy. (laughs) It'd be fun, right? Rule number two is no drinking or drugs, to which everybody raises their beers. And then rule three is don't ever say I'll be right back, which is my favorite because immediately Stu is like, hey, uh, I'm going to get another beer. You want one? And Randy's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'll be right back. Classic Matthew Dude, Lillard. Matt Lillard. Yeah. Matt Lillard is maybe my favorite performance in the whole movie. He's so fun. And it's such a big, dumb character, but like it works so well. Yeah. So this is when they, they really lay into the... Using old footage of horror movies with what's going on concurrently in the movie thing. So you get everybody in the living room downstairs watching uh, whatever the fuck. And Seems like a Halloween movie. Yeah, yeah it's, I think Halloween. it's Halloween. Upstairs, Billy is like, I'm definitely not the killer, so like, let's get it wet. And she's like, totally am ready for this, let's go. And it's she's like, a year yeah. is long enough. <sighs> Yeah, she she chooses to ask Billy about his last phone call in jail after they fucked, though, which was an interesting choice by Sydney Women. Prescott. Like, si- so, so Sydney Prescott. She thought Pre- of it before they fucked, and then she's like, I will fuck him to take away his male essence, and then 
when he is at his weakest point, I will strike. Uh, <laughs> just, like, Bill is just staring at me like, what did she just say? And uh, Alice is like, I'm not even looking at you. Yeah. Mm. In the living room, everybody's watching Halloween, and Jamie County's like, and yes. now the obligatory tit shot. The girl in the movie drops her uh, bed sheet or whatever and shows her tits. And then it cuts to Billy, and, and Nev Campbell takes off her bra, but we don't see it. Because Nev Campbell definitely has a no nudity clause in her contract. For oh, sure. Okay. Because I've seen a couple of movies where her character gets topless and they never show her boobs. Okay. Like even side boob or whatever. And I was like, mm-hmm. it's weird I that I noticed I, it because like I thought it was for rating as well, but maybe you know, I think it's I think it's a Nev Campbell thing, which I'm fine with. I just think it's weird that I noticed it. Because I'm like, hey, it's because whatever the fuck movie I noticed it in, I was like Oh, also in Scream, like, she takes her top off, but Billy blocks it. I'm like, oh, I think in Wild Things she's never topless on screen either. So throughout the the climax of the movie, they repeatedly, and I think it's great, they repeatedly use the score to Halloween. That, like, like, sting, you know? I didn't notice that. Oh, my God, really? Dude, it's so good. Neither did I. Because they keep, you know, showing the living room where it's mostly just Randy drunk watching horror movies. Yeah. And the music, you know, the movie oh, playing. Oh, the diegetic part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yes. But, like, yes, they would yes. use that for things. So, yeah. like, Randy's like, turn around, Jamie, turn around. And then when the music thing is like, that's when the killer walked into the frame in Scream. Oh, man. But they kept also, using it. How, they kept doing that. It's so fucking good. How great is it by happenstance, but that it's Jamie Lee Curtis and it's also Jamie, Jamie Kennedy. Kennedy. And so he's saying, turn around, Jamie, Jamie turn yeah. around. He is also Jamie. Yeah, honestly, that adds like, a very specific oh, extra meta dimension yes. to it. Yeah, it's, yes. a, it's, a it's so like, lucky. Uh, Serendipitous. Yeah, it's great. Um, then we get Sid and Billy, the aftermath of them having sex. Sid is like, hey, so who did you call with your one call? And he's like, I called my dad. And she's like, no, Sheriff Burke or whatever called your dad. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I called, but I didn't get a, an answer. But, like, dude, she, he definitely didn't call you because he didn't have a voice changer and it's, like, a, a specific voice thing. So he probably called Stu to be like, hey, call her. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, probably. That's but what yeah. makes sense to but me. So, like, he's like, he called Stu and he's like, hey, I'm in jail. If you try to kill her now, they'll know it wasn't me because I'm in jail. And I'll get released. And Stu was like, okay, whatever, man. And then... That's actually it. You're probably right. Like, bro, he, he calls... Yeah. He calls Stu. It's just like, call Sydney. So he says, what do I have to do to prove to you that I'm not a killer? And immediately, Stu shows up in the background, dresses a ghost face. She's like, oh my god, Billy. He's like, oh, shut up, whatever, what? And she's like, no, 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 fucking turn around, idiot. And he's like, huh, what? And he gets stabbed. Now, so I've watched this a bunch, and I noticed this a while ago, but, like, within the reality of the movie, I have no idea how they pulled this off. Uh-huh. The, 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 the corn syrup. Yeah, I don't know how they got the corn syrup on him, yeah. but visually... It's totally different than the blood throughout the movie. It's red as fuck. It's like bright candy apple red, whereas in the movie it looks like blood. It's like maroon yeah, it's and dark then brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it looks like fake blood. It really does. But I have no idea how theoretically they're supposed to have gotten that onto him. Because like, it's not like he has blood packs on him because he just had no shirt on while he was banging that Canadian piece. But I have no idea. So like maybe Stu had a I, tube I, up his arm or whatever. Yeah. Nope. I thought the same as that thing where just like you know they reveal that they're, they're both the killers. Yeah. He's just like go. Oh, it's it corn so blah blah. It's just same like, thing they use as pig's blood and carry. It's just like one like first off, th- 
there was no how motherfucker. There was no slashing motion that Stu did to you. So so he's got so his like back. You, Billy you, has his back to Sydney, and Stu just kind of like. He jabs it's a couple of vague jabs, so like maybe he had like a tube but, but up no, his sleeve. Or no, whatever, that doesn't work like, either because just like you said, there's it's no tube. Very, it's very like there's, what? Yeah, there's no tube. That's a huge plot hole in how they carry that Ooh. whole entire thing out. So yes. like this is the first instance of a thing that the killer does a couple of times in the movie. He cleans the knife blade. Yeah. Um, if you watch the knife, it goes from bloody to clean to bloody, and he cleans it off with his hand. Uh-huh. It's real cool. It's a real cool thing. He does it again outside later. Yeah. It goes from blade to clean to blade to clean. And then, yeah, then he wipes it with his finger. It's very cool. It's a cool move. Yeah. My friends and I, when we made, like, shitty horror film, short films with my, you know, home video camera, invariably anybody playing the killer would do that, like, wiping the blade with your hand motion, because that was the thing we picked up as a signature thing from this movie, as, like, a, you know... It's a boss move, son. It is. Yeah. It's very cool, and it's... It's unnecessary, but... It's not it, unnecessary. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it is. Does a knife it, work better? I guess if you keep the blade clean, it works better. Yeah, I mean, like, you don't, don't want the blood, blood dry to dry on onto it. it you but don't like, want the yeah. corn syrup to dry on it. Right. But my, I know but, my friends and I, like... also, it's just... We would never aggressive. admit this... Yeah, yeah, it's very, yeah. like, it's confrontational. What's... I, it's like, and now a clean blade for you, so, madam. But my friends okay. and I, we would never have admitted this, but I'm sure it was in the back of all of our minds that, like, yeah. if anybody asked us, like, hey, that's a weird, cool thing, why'd you do that? We'd be like, oh, that's a reference to Scream. That's right. We're connoisseurs of the horror genre. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, this came out last year. Shut the fuck up. The killer comes into the living room. Randy is the only one there. Yeah. He's drunk. He is watching. I think it's prom night, actually, when he's like, Jamie, turn around. Jamie, turn around. Turn around behind you, Jamie. Which, as we well, mentioned, is also, a fun meta And then thing. also we see Kenny outside. Well, yeah. so he's doing that. You're watching it as an audience member going, oh, my God, Jamie, turn around. Jamie, behind you. Yeah. The killer then is like, oh, wait, what the fuck? And almost kills Randy. And yeah. then he's like, oh, wait, I heard something. He looks outside. It's Sydney stumbling to the van. Yeah. Kenny is watching the feed. Kenny's like, oh, my God, hey, kid, turn around, whatever. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'll go help. He gets out of the van with Sydney. Sydney's there. He sees the front doors open. He looks back, and he sees the killer leave without stabbing Jamie Kennedy. Yeah. And open the door. And he's like, oh, shit. And she's like, what? And he goes, oh, it's a 30-second delay. And when he turns around again, the killer's right there and slices his fucking throat open and he fucking bleeds out. Now, there's a great thing, which I've seen before, and I always want to mention to people. As Kenny is fucking dying, he, like, looks and gestures at the little trap door that she can crawl out of. He's oh, like... I didn't notice that. Yeah, he, like, looks and points wide-eyed at that trap door so he is trying to tell her that's your way out which is so fucking cool and it goes it goes much better for her than it did Tatum <laughs> yeah, it's so good like it's such a cool detail yeah that he's like you can get out but he can't talk because his throat's cut and like I love Kenny like in that moment you're like Kenny's yeah. the man but he's dead so what Sydney gets stabbed before she shuts the door yeah the killer gets a jab in, in her shoulder okay yeah we're kind of recreating a lot of the first scene because it's, yeah. you know, Drew They keep Moore using the horror movie stings from the movie playing inside. Sydney climbs when... out the back and she takes a run for it. Gail Weathers comes out, she gets in the van, there's blood everywhere. She's like, hey, Kenny. And then she's like, oh, this isn't good. She turns on the windshield wipers, turns out all that gunk on the window, 
It's blood. There's still no explanation why there's a fucking dead body on top of that fucking van. Am I supposed to assume after that that the ghost face came out of the van, picked up Kenny's dead body, placed it on top of the news van, and positioned it into a way where his blood would leak down onto the windshield? There are so many leaps of faith I have to take with so, what happens in with this within the scene. I will, which I, I don't mind. It's a horror movie. I get it, but. So, Nothing makes sense about him being on top of the van after his throat is slit. So my arguments are, first off, there are two of them, so that always gives an option of, like, if one's off doing one thing, the other one can be doing something else. Either one of them could be the one to string him up, and I will say also, it's part of no, no, the... That doesn't make sense, though, because then both of them would have to be free to put him on top of the van. One oh. was trying to kill Sydney. Yeah, Stu, one was, Stu was it, trying to kill Sydney. Billy was quote unquote dead. But so the thing is, once maybe, she ran through the house, Billy was free to do whatever. Yeah, so maybe so, Stu was like it, following Sydney to see what yeah. happened and where she went, and Billy ran out and was like, "Oh, this yeah. will be a, a fun fucked up it, thing to do." It could have been either the of them. But, body on top of the van. Yeah, I mean, like the, literally, there's no actual reason to do it. The other other thing. It's just thing. a cool. It's such a cool scare. The oh, other, no, that's, that's the what other I said. I said like there, there's it's, it's a horror movie. So like I'm. Yeah, there, I mean, there's, like, there's no, no real I, I, reason. There, yeah, there's no reason. Maybe it's Billy. The other other thing is that it is Ghostface's signature to most frequently hang up his victims. He does it to Drew, he does it to the uh, principal, and then he does it more or less to Kenny, where he's just on top of the van, or maybe he's kind of in that tree above the van. Who knows? No, I think I'm it's not, but, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not, I'm not going to make that kind of stretch. But so I'm saying, like, it's it's that signature. I'm of not going to make. I'm not. I'm not going to make bodies. this stretch where it's just like, oh, like no, because he, what, what he what did, serial killers have signatures. Yeah, but what did he do to Steve? He oh. he taped him to a chair and, and got him like that. But he was still displayed. It doesn't matter. That's he's, a stretch. He's not hanging. Okay, I know. Yeah, he's I not know. hanging. So but I, I think it yeah, works but, better but, with like yeah, there's, no, I mean, there's no there's no there's no correlation hanging it up. Yeah. No, I think at this point we had two hung up bodies. Honestly, putting Kenny's body on top of the van feels like a stew to me. Sydney calls the police, not calls them, but she gets the fucking radio and she says, "I'm at Stu Mocker's house on Turner Lane. He's going to try to kill me." And I was like, "Oh, like she's just saying like he Ghostface going to try to kill me, but she doesn't know like, yeah, yeah. yeah Stu Mocker's going to try to kill me." Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, cute. "Oh, that's kind of fun." Yeah. She didn't, locks the door, she locks that. the other door, she rolls the window up, like, all that, and then he's like, I have the keys, which I guess have, like, the automatic lock thing, because mm. he keeps unlocking it, and she keeps locking it, and while she's distracted... I had a problem with that, too, because, like, why did only one... At a time? Yes. Yeah, I thought so, too. I was like, yeah, you can't target it. While she's distracted, the back fucking door opens, and, it's like, a great you see scene, yeah. In. It's such a good shot. It's very cool. That she, was a cool that's thing. That's when she's like... I'm at Schumacher's house on Turner Lane. It's on Turner Lane. He's going to try to kill me. And then, like, Ghostface grabs her. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. She, like, breaks away from Ghostface, gets out of the car, runs up. Dewey stumbles out. He's got a knife in his back. He falls down. She gets his gun. And that's when Randy and Stu both come up. Randy grabs her. He's like, yeah, he's it. We got to get inside. And she's like, get the fuck away from me. He's like, no, no, no. I'm not the killer. And she's like, I don't give a shit get away from me and then Stu comes around and he's like hey Sid I'm not also the killer also not me and she's like nah I don't care and that's when she's like fuck you both and she goes inside which I cheered for yeah right cause smart move girl and that's kinda the 
point where we get to the big reveal. Honestly, the opening and closing scenes of this movie are so fucking good. Yeah. Ghostface is outside, maybe, because Randy and Stu, she doesn't know which one of them. We're supposed to not know which one. Billy stumbles down the stairs. She's like, oh, you're still alive. He's like, yeah, I'm bleeding like a stuck pig. Not really. I'm okay. And she's like, great. And he's like, give me the gun. And he opens the door, and Randy comes in. He's like, you all right? And Randy's like, oh, no, it's crazy out there. Stu's a murderer. Fucking Billy shoots him. Yeah. <laughs> right? In the shoulder. So he's like, oh, fuck, what? And he's like, oh, yeah, these aren't real stab wounds. This is caro syrup. Same thing they use in carry for pig's blood. And she's like, oh, shit. And then Stu walks in behind her and is like, yeah, I'm the other killer. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a great swerve right there. It where, is. Like, a, it, honestly, like, you know, you introduce, before. You, you introduce a second killer right there where just like, oh, and like, now, oh. now you start piecing together what you think happened in every murder and how it was carried out and how right. certain individuals. That, like, one person pulled this off. Oh, how did Billy call her from jail? Oh, well, he didn't. He called Stu and had Stu call her. How, right. how is he able to go from being the killer, like, dressed in the killer robe and mask, to being Billy on her roof in, like, two seconds? Oh, because he wasn't. Cause it, Billy was, was, it was Stu. Because Billy know, like, was controlling you, you stuff could start, and like, Stu what to do. Instantaneously, you yeah. start connecting all these dots in your mind while the movie's still unfolding. Yep. You know, the movie's well, not... she is. Like, there's a good the long movie shot that, of her, like, oh, well, the, shit. Right, and the movie's not done yet. This is arguably the best scene. And in your mind, you're just like, wait a minute, well, how did this, 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 this... But there's still more to unfold. Sydney Prescott, her dad's uh, calls were fucking cloned by the killers. So, yeah, like, it says they cloned his cell. So now that you... you we cloned his cellular. As soon as you know there's two killers, it opens up a fucking huge door on what your perception of the movie was. Oh, I would like to point out the big swing, like, the turning point where you realize, like, Billy is a killer. Randy goes, like, Stu's outside. He's gone mad. His eyes, like, light up. And he goes, we all go a little mad sometimes. And shoots him. That's the shot. And he goes, Anthony Perkins, psycho. <laughs> it's so fun. Yeah. And that's when she's like, oh, fuck, what? Yeah, he, yeah and then she he starts really to see. He lets the dog off the chain in this, it's man. It's great. He's, he's really good yeah. at it. Like, he's yeah. such a scumbag the whole movie as Billy, her boyfriend. Yeah. And then he's a killer. You're like, he's great. Yeah. Every so often, he'll do the crazy eyes throughout the film. Loves he just crazy. unspools it for this scene. Which Yeah, him and Matt Lillard, like, Explaining their plot. It's such yeah. a cool, fun reveal. Yeah. Matt like, Lillard, though, steals the They're like, the yeah, scene. we framed Cotton, and now we're going to frame your dad, and but, it's going to be perfect. To make it look like we got stabbed, but we survived, we're going to stab each other now. Matt Lillard's like, all right, ready? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go back and forth, yeah, yeah, ready? And my favorite thing is, Skeet Ulrich has no expression on his face, and his body is just, like, passive. Stab. Well, that's the best part about, he's like, just the, holding the, the, the he's character just, he plays. Like, he, he's devoid of any human characteristic of what makes you human. False. Earlier, he's trying to get it wet. Fine. Like, once yeah. he gets it wet, no, yeah. it's all it's, over. It's about as emotive as... The bucket as... list is achieved. It's about as emotive as when you're shoveling snow on your lawn. Yeah, right. But no, it's great, like, because he's like, he he says to Matt Lillard, to Stu, he's like, you ready? Matt Lillard's like, I'm ready, baby, fucking stab me, let's go, fucking do it, all right. And <laughs> Ski Lord stands there with no expression, and then just like, stab, 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 <laughs> like, really quickly yeah. jabs him, like, three he, times. He does him a lot, man. Yeah, then, like, it's off screen, it's ADR, but you hear him stabbing him, like, two or three more times, and then he stabs him one more time in the back. 
after only having been stabbed himself one time. Yep. Matt Lillard's like, all right, man, you gotta stop him getting woozy here. And that's the thing is like this scene, like yeah. this is your big reveal of who the killers are and why. And Matt Lillard, working, you know, from the script by Kevin Williamson fills it with so goddamn much like humor there's so many laughs they don't take away from the impact of it every time it goes back to and here is why here is how you're drawn immediately back in is it more terrifying if somebody is devoid of emotion or if they were gleeful well that's the thing is they're both no, I know. I know, but I, I'm I'm asking like that abyss. No, it's, that it's, 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 no, I understand the abyss. So the revelry is more scary for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, that you're actively like actively enjoying it is weirder the, the, to the, me. They're the same. They're the, 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 the same. They're the same, yeah, to you. All right. Interesting. Psychologically interesting. The Show action devoid of emotion, or to commit to action full of yeah, emotion. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's all emotion or no emotion. It's one. Right. So, yeah. I, I mean, like, but what's it's, interesting it's, to well, me so about the pathology expressed nothing. in Scream is that Billy has he oh, has an escape, an escape route. Route. He has okay. he has a motive. He has like I have my excuse. I am ready for fucking TV. You can interview me right now, and I know what I'm going to say. Stu, like Sydney, has to not only prompt him, like, "What's your excuse?" But he's like peer pressure. Like, he's like, I don't know, whatever. And you kind of get the feeling like Billy probably told him that. He's a follower. He's a sheep. Yeah. He, is, he has been coerced into this behavior. You're positing that Billy's own, like, motive isn't sincere? Uh, no. I don't think it is. I think it's, it's an excuse to do what you want to do. He wasn't driven to commit these crimes. Maybe he was driven to kill Sydney's mother, right? Okay. He found out Sidney's mother slept with his father, drove his mother away, which is what he says his, his reasoning is, so he killed Sidney's mother. Maybe that's his crime of passion. But, but to wait a year to date her daughter, to continue to date her for a year, you don't have to, just because you started dating someone, you don't dating, have to keep were, dating they were, them. They were dating yeah. before, they were dating before the, the, the murders happened as well. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I mean. Like, you don't have to keep dating them. Like, if you're like, oh, your mom fucked my dad and ruined my life, I'm dumping you. I can't fucking deal with that shit. Like, you can just dump her. It's fine. But to be like, I killed your mom after Cotton slept with her because she's a whore, uh, which is his through line, not mine. I don't give a shit. I think maybe killing Maureen was his crime of passion, but waiting a fucking year... Okay, when you analyze this, it doesn't make sense because they already killed a woman a year ago. So killing Casey makes sense as like because she's not involved in any way, shape, or form. Killing her in this makes sense in that like I want to kill Sydney. Let's work the kinks out with a trial run. We'll kill any random person. I pick Casey. Okay, let's kill Casey. We kill Casey. Okay, let's kill Sydney. And when that's done, we're done. The only reason that other people get killed is because they get in the way of me killing Sydney. Like the only reason we kill Tatum is because we want to kill Sydney, but she'll get in the way. Like Yeah, they really didn't give a motive for Casey at all. No, there's no reason. She's a trial murder, except she... that they committed a murder a year ago. I mean, maybe it's a shake the cobwebs off murder, but, like, it seems weird. Yeah. So, anyway, I think you could argue that Maureen is a crime of passion. It's what broke Billy and made him kill, but Sydney is premeditated, Without a fucking doubt, it is sociopathic. Yeah. It is sadistic. And, like, yeah, no, there's no excuse for it. Yeah. I think it's a bullshit reason. 
And I think Stu's is even weaker. Stu is just like, Billy's my friend. He told me to help him do this. I've been helping him do this for a year. There are theories that but yeah. Stu's either gay for Billy or maybe they're gay for each other. Oh, man. So that's a wrinkle. Oh, man. <laughs> they start to imply they're going to do, like, the opening scene. They're going to do, like, a trivia thing. And then Matt Lillard says my favorite thing. Which he's like, and if you get any questions wrong, Buka, you die. I was like, yes, Buka. I, I, I forgot about the Buka. The sound yeah. the gun makes. And yeah, he puts the gun down, and they stab each other, and then oh shit, where the gun? Gone. Where'd the gun go? She gone. So the the gun disappears from there. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Gal. Uh, apparently, appa- the appa- you're right. Apparently, Gal gets the gun. Yes. And then she doesn't shoot him right away the safety's on. I mean, yeah, so she she's... Uh, so she has to sneak the gun away well, she doesn't and go go into a corner and find out how the fucking safety comes off and not fucking learn how to click a safety she off. She doesn't want to kill him because she yeah. wants their interview, man. Like, she wants to stop him so she can... She wants to take him prisoner. The sleazy journalist so, thing. Yeah, so she can be like, I'm, I I stopped you and, like, now you're going to talk to me I'm going to interview you. This is my next fucking book of these interviews with these two killers. She doesn't know which one is the big bad and which one is the fucking, you know, the dragon. So she doesn't know which one to shoot. Like, she could kill Stu and still interview Billy and have the book. She doesn't know that, though. She doesn't know which one's important. So she's going to, like, leave them both alive and hold them at gunpoint. Like, I've got you now, so stop all your badness. And Billy's like, nah, 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 fuck you. I don't know if that's really I what's think it going is. on. Because I think otherwise she would have shot one of them. I think it was that both. she was trying to, like, say her piece or whatever, and she thought that she was like, I have the gun, and so, nah, you know, I you think can listen she, to whatever I have to I say. I think she was hoping they would and they would cower before the gun, and when they didn't, she was like, all right, well, I guess I have to shoot them, and then she didn't because the safety was on. The safety's on, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge part of things. Oh, yeah, there's no way Stu put the safety back on. Like, I, that's oh, just a yeah. dumb, no. It's just a dumb logic problem for me. Yeah. Whose gun did Gal have when she first pulled a gun out? Was it Dewey's gun, or was well, it one Dewey's of the guns that they gun, had? But it's Dewey's gun, but Sydney had taken it, and then Billy had taken it, and Stu had taken it. So the whole entire time, it's it's always been Dewey's gun. Yeah. So then we have to, but we have, it had been fired. So, okay. So if it had been fired, who put the safety back on it? Okay, theoretically, and this is a spitball, and I'm not saying like, oh, this excuses everything. I actually didn't think of this until just now, but, so Billy shot Randy with it, right? Billy maybe put the safety, re-engaged the safety afterwards. Because it feels like a Billy move. Because Randy, Billy is like Mr. Right, in control. Exactly. So, so Billy goes shoots, like, we all go a shoots Randy. sometime. He shoots Randy and then re-engages and then the safety. And flicks the safety back right. on just in case. Right, right. But that doesn't make any sense, though, because if his whole entire thing was to have Stu kill everyone afterwards, why would he engage a safety to have Stu kill everyone? Well, they weren't planning on shooting anybody until they, they planned, shot the no, dad. Really, the, yeah. the whole entire plan was to shoot the dad. Right, right. But I'm saying, like... So he shoots Randy, eliminate quote unquote eliminates Randy. He thinks Randy's dead. He doesn't think. Randy's dead. Yeah, we all get that. So then he puts the safety back on, and then you know he's threatening Sydney with it, like to get her to in the kitchen where he wants her or whatever. But like she doesn't know the safety's on. Like she doesn't know that. So he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. gives it to Stu, and then like theoretically, he gets be like, it. okay. We'll untie the dad, you shoot him, you gotta take the safety off, I engaged it. Maybe. Right. But there's no way, 100% zero way that Stu did it. 
So, okay, Stu puts it down, Gail picks it up, safety's on, she's dumb, she doesn't know that. Billy knocks her out, takes the gun from her, he's got the gun again. They're gonna do the big, like, so the big reveal is that they have Neil Prescott, Sidney's dad, tied up. Yeah. They're gonna frame him for the murder. They put the voice changer and the clone cell phone in his pocket. To frame him, yeah. Right. The plan is that he killed Sidney, stabbed them, thought he killed them, but failed, and then shot himself in the head now that his mission was done. So they're gonna untie him and then shoot him in the head, or shoot him in the head and then untie him, it doesn't matter. I thought the dad was already revealed, yeah, maybe. and they were going yeah, yeah, yeah. through that. You're right, it's the same yeah. scene. Yeah. They turn back around from dealing with Gale. Sydney's gone. Yeah, so it's like, where is gun? Yeah. Where is girl? Yeah. We're yeah, having a phone really rings again with the stuff. voice changer too. She got yeah, so pop. she yeah. And she's like, are you fucking? I'm an idiot. So it comes full circle. Honestly, it really does because she's yeah fucking with them and she's hiding in a closet dressed up in the ghost face stuff. Yeah, which is weird. She puts I on know. the whole outfit. And I the know. Mask. It's another one of those things where the timing doesn't quite work. No, but you let it, it but, go I know. because I know. it means well. Yes. It's a, a theatrical effect. It's just like all right, I'll ride with it. Right. Yeah, it has no. So, it has nothing so to do with she, the storyline. But so yeah. She sneaks um, away. She calls them. She's like, well, Do you want to play a game about scary? movies or whatever and they're like hey what the fuck's your problem and she's like well guess who and then she takes the changer away she's like guess who just call the police and reported your stupid fucking asses Stu's not willing to go after her because no Stu's been stabbed like 14 times Billy's been stabbed like twice yeah so Stu's not in a good way and he's like dude I think I'm dying yeah (laughs) Billy you gotta stop stabbing me I think I'm dying man it's great yeah. He's like, Sydney, are you really, did you really call the cops? She's like, yeah, you're damn right, I did. And he's like, my mom and dad are gonna be so mad at me. It's great. The translation is, my mom and dad are gonna that be is. so mad at me. Bill, Apparently Billy that takes was... the phone and he's like, I'm gonna fucking find you. And he throws the phone and hits Matt Lillard. Matt Lillard's like, you didn't have to hit me with the phone, dick. It's like but drooling. The, the is, it's so great. Apparently, it's a, it's the, the mom and dad line is an ad lib. Oh, that's a great yeah. ad lib. Really? Yeah. That's a very good ad lib. But yeah. that's, that's great. It just. Oh. I, 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 I forgot about the dad. And then all of a sudden, the motherfucker comes out of a goddamn closet. They told you in the the video store that he was going to appear in the third, third rail. Act, yeah. That's crazy good. Now, he's not a corpse. They said he was going to be a, a dismembered corpse. He's still very okay. Yeah, it's all right. Although then that kind of puts a question in your head, like, how okay is he going to be? Is he going to survive this? <laughs> yeah. It, it keeps... Because it's you... not just that the, the, the female lead, like, is going to fight for her life. It's that she quickly reverses everything and, like, gets the upper hand. She now has the... Not only, like, they don't know where she is or what she's capable of, but, like, she has the voice changer. She calls them. She's turning their shit back on them. So... She calls them, she taunts them. Billy goes looking, because Stu is fucked. Way to go, Billy. Billy opens a closet, and he, I guess, looks in and doesn't see anyone. We don't really see a POV. Uh, And then she stabs him with an umbrella, like, two or three times, which is great. Yeah. Like, super good. One of those, like, old-school, like, full-length, pointy-tip, serious old-school Old-fashioned adult umbrella for real men and women. Oh, but then she crushes Stu with a TV. 
Oh, that's right. He comes at her. She fucking gets him down the floor. She tips the TV over on his face. And he gets electrocuted. It's great. I did really like when uh, Sydney put her thumb in uh, Billy's umbrella hole. That yeah, was super, that was fucking That was badass. super badass. I love that. And then he gets shot in the fucking head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's so, a, so like that, that's the, 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 a great the, final like final moment. Is yeah. Randy's like, this is the moment when the supposedly dead killer comes back and then he terrorizes especially me because I'm a bitch. And, uh, and then Sydney, Sydney fucking pops it right in the face and goes. So again, like, I movie. think like it's it's like yeah, I mean, it's fucking great. And then that's basically the the thing is uh, you get you get Courtney Cox and she's gonna do a whole you know thing. sequel with yeah. David Arquette. That's what's gonna happen well, next. Yeah. Yeah, but no, like she's she's gonna do her uh, news broadcast all uh, scuffed up because she's right, got the well, exclusive because she was in it. Final verdicts: Bill, was this a hate watch or a great watch? This was a absolute hate watch. I fucking hate Wes Craven. I fucking hate Nev Campbell. I hate you. I fucking hate Jamie Kennedy. I fucking hate Ski Ulrich. No, I'm just kidding. This is one of the greatest horror movies ever made. It's super meta. You don't get anything better than this. It's like a it's satire. It's fun. You're putting a roller coaster of a slasher film. Yeah, I mean, I I really liked this. I had yeah, first time viewing. Yeah, I hadn't seen it before. And I know you probably picked up things through cultural osmosis, but like yeah, no, yeah, I definitely like I had seen I don't know parts of Scary Movie, and I had seen oh, clips yeah. from this. Like I think I saw uh, Drew Barrymore's whole first scene on like some internet thing. So like I knew bits about it. I did not know who was who the killers were, so that was fun. Okay. Yeah, that didn't actually get ruined for me because I wasn't a hundred percent sure. It was cool though. I had a good time. Like I said, I knew a lot of the movies that they were referencing. Yeah, I knew a lot of these tropes. I knew a lot of these actors. I knew a lot of these directors. So I felt very at home with this. Like, I have enough of a, of a horror film background that this was good. So the only other meta horror film I had seen was Cabin in the Woods. And I fucking love that one, too, man. Because, like, I really like how it's examining these tropes and also playing with them at the same time. It's... A lot more. We have the whole toy box to play with. Oh yeah, no, it's totally a different movie. Like and this, I mean, besides, yeah. like there are definitely well, things that push at the boundaries of like reliable reality. You know, Fred, the janitor, is one. Yeah. It's so silly that like it almost well, breaks everything, but like it's so quick that it's it's over. It's done, and you're back into this reality. Well, so, but like it works so. This works so well as a pastiche of just slasher as a genre. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Like it references a million other things. Yeah. And it uses all that stuff really well. No, but yeah, it was a little oh, more. It was a little so more targeted, good. whereas yeah. Cabin in like, the Woods was more of a. This, like, this will literally. Yeah. This is yeah, literally yeah. one of my favorite movies of all time because it is the movie that made me go, oh, horror movies are fun and weird and you know can be interesting. Like they're not just like, oh, it's. A person shows up, they get stabbed in the end. Yeah. Which is what I thought they were. Because right. I never really watched them. I saw them on TV. And yeah. that's what it is on TV. It's like, it's a bunch of boring shit. And then somebody maybe gets stabbed. You have to infer that they got stabbed because, like, a knife shows up. And then yeah. they are on the ground. And there's, like, strawberry jam on them or whatever. And you could not care at all. Because, yeah. like, there's none of that. Like, there's no fun in it. Because, like, literally all the fun stuff's edited right out. Uh, and I was like, no, this is fun. It's really weird and creative and self-referential which was you know new at the time yeah yeah like this will forever be like one of my favorite movies it made me love horror movies 
So you would say it is a... It's the best. Uh, it's the, the greatest of watches. <laughs> if you've never seen it, my God, it's I... It's the Rolex. I, yeah, I, it, it's a Rolexus. It's a Lexus made of Rolexes that, like, I am... I envy you if you've never seen it, being able to watch it with fresh eyes and, like, I'm sorry you listen to us and we spoiled it within ten minutes, but, like, just fucking dig it. It's so goddamn good. This is one of the, the best movies ever made. We talked about during the podcast the meta aspect. It's making fun of movies, but it's also embracing them. Yeah. But it's also scaring you with the same trope that they've been using the whole entire time they're making fun of. Yeah. So, like, while you're watching, like, almost a comedy horror, you're still getting scared over the things you're supposed to be laughing at. And it's this weird dichotomy of just how you're supposed to feel yeah, during that's this actually, movie. That's like, actually a great point that it's like, you, you want to like, laugh, hey, but, you, but you're still being scared by yeah, it. Yeah, like, here's this thing that, like, oh, it's silly and you all get it and we all know it's coming, but, like, Kevin Williamson, Wes Craven, they also make it work. They're pointing out all its like dimensions as something you can make fun of and see coming and know you know intrinsically like oh this is this is whatever but you can also enjoy it for exactly what it is it's a slasher movie it follows these tropes yeah the tropes are silly and we're gonna make fun of them but like you like them right like you get it like yeah they're able to use those tropes as like uh, tension building devices because again Jamie turn around is yeah, yeah. Amazing! It, it is amazing. Really, it makes you, as an audience member, it makes you feel a part of it. Yes. It makes you feel the, like you're, the thing you're is, in on it and you're enjoying it on on like you know one level, and there's at least you know two other. I mean, here's the thing: if, it, if you're like, if you're a millennial, listen, you grew if up you're a millennial, it. you know you're killing. He, the here's the thing: movie I, I, I I can say this right now. Every you've killing all the other industries. As if you're a millennial... Hey, I just read the New York Times. I don't really know stuff. <laughs> and and you've seen, like, in... Again, you, you grew up with slasher flicks. You're gonna love the fucking movie. Dude, honestly, if you're a millennial, and if you, you haven't, grew up with I, slasher flicks... I don't know why I'm trying to fucking make pictures is... people. If you haven't seen the movie, you're a fucking asshole. Sorry. <laughs> also, if you Allison, seen the movie... I know you haven't seen it until today. I apologize for saying this, but if you haven't oh, seen I the know. fucking movie... You're a fucking asshole. Go see the fucking movie. I am super well, shocked you didn't uh, see it until today. And just go, yeah, like, stop being an asshole. Stop it's being good, a dickhead. No, I know. Like, it's you're a being a fucking dick. I'm done. Go, stop being a fucking dick and watch it. <laughs> Bill literally got up and walked away from his microphone. <laughs> um, God, dude. honestly, like, go if, you, watch it. if you listen to this whole podcast and haven't <laughs> seen it, um, I'm fucking done with it. We ruined the whole thing for you, man. Yeah, and we listen. We, we I mean, ruined it's, all it's, the twists and turns, but like, it's still, it's still, it's still probably great. gonna be a fun watch. But like, you really shouldn't have done that. It's still <laughs> super great. Um, so we're gonna post a Twitter poll that we mentioned earlier on Twitter, so you can check that out on our Twitter, which is at hwgw podcast, which also happens to be our Instagram. Our Instagram at HWGW podcast, or you want to yell at us or suggest a movie or, you know, ask for Bill's number or whatever may have you, uh, you can email us at write, that's W R I T E H W G W at gmail.com. Bill came back. Bill, we're leaving. Say goodbye. Fuck you. Goodbye.
Casey Casey. Yeah. I called to give you the top ten of murdering you. Yeah. My d- I want to see your insides. Yeah. <laughs> My dumb brain. How many doors are locked at this house? If you said any of them, you're wrong. Casey Kasem. Um, That's a terrible Casey Kasem. It's true. <laughs> um, 